0: but apparently like she's going down on him and at one point she just grabs his legs pulls him up and starts eating his asshole oh. <laughs> and he's like it felt really good so now i have to do it to everybody because i know how good it feels
1: <laughs> oh, thought,
2: last time i did that i was like 19 years old and it was like before the curve you know i was just like whatever nah. <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs>
1: And and, I was on a, ski trip, now, a so.
3: ski trip and a girl was going down. I'm like, sweet, getting the blowjob. I was like, yeah. And then she keeps going. I'm like, oh. And then she keeps going. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> right. Whatever. And then you start your mind like, what the fuck was I doing today? Fuck, I was snowboarding all day. Like,
2: I had that really nasty riff from the baby. Was fighting us. crime in a leather suit all day has a really seals <laughs> in the flavor.
3: <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> you are listening to Party at
1: We are back.
0: Waking up our children. I think I went a little loud on that one. (laughs) Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I am, of course, your host Jacob E. Barry, joined as always by the real hostess with the mostest, Joseph M. Pagano. It's a party. How you doing?
3: See, I should have known better by bringing you guys on.
0: Yep. Welcome to the show. We've got a couple guests with us today. We've got our good friend from Manitoba, Dalton Obrey. How's it going, Dalton?
3: Appreciate that. Awesome. At least we're in Canada still. Yep.
0: Good. And we've got from, from Memphis, Tennessee, Prince the IV. Yeah, ro-
2: royalty. Yep. Yeah, of the Vanderbergs. Yeah. Old New England money here. That's what I do. Mm, yeah.
0: And last but certainly not least, we've got King Joffrey, also from Memphis.
4: <laughs> yes, that's that's me as well, yes. A.K.A. Chef Jeff. Let's do it. That's also true, brother. Jeff
0: Boyardee.
3: Jeff Boyardee. <laughs> <laughs> but don't Yeah, now. My, my, my face my will accord. end up
4: on the back of a milk carton. It's close to a
3: soup can. Jake, if you're going to run with this, you do it.
4: <laughs> yep, I'm doing
0: it. So, uh, welcome to the show. We have our phenomenal guests uh, from the Party at the All Points TV. Is it a, a web miniseries? You guys doing a web comic?
4: <laughs> it's a podcast my man oh, cool. none, of, none of
5: us have the
0: wherewithal to do uh, a web no. miniseries that's
5: way too much skill uh, between the three of us we don't have a full brain so
3: oh, we're doing a tournament it's a tournament Age of Sigmar obviously perfect for this time
4: well, Price looks like a smushed up turd so there's no way we could put him on camera that's correct I have a face for radio yes Yeah. So just in case you guys don't you know that's
5: what matters so debatable but
3: We got Joe and Jacob from Ross because that's what we do, right? We just abbreviate our podcast. Uh Yeah,
0: yeah,
3: yeah. Ross, yeah. Ross, we're
0: actually going to be starting a second podcast called Rage Against Children Having Elephant Liquors. So we're going to have two shows. It's going to be uh, both Ross and Rachel.
1: (laughs) Ooh,
3: puns! (laughs) Uh, All right, get back on track here. Uh, this is the track. party at the all points.
4: <laughs> what track exactly?
3: <laughs> this show, we're on episode six, which just so happens to coincide with the number of tournament games I've actually played in Age of Sigmar. So that's a big announcement for me. Yeah.
4: Sweet and point. Congratulations. <laughs>
3: <laughs> just means I don't know fuck all. I lend heavily on Price and Jeff to get me through all this. So, man. Uh, tonight's episode, we're going to be doing uh, the PSA on tournament play. For tournaments that are starting to start up, especially down in the States,
2: which is crazy.
3: Uh, yeah, that's oh, all you guys are going
2: to die. <laughs> uh,
3: on the bad behavior, things to avoid, and the good behavior, what to bring and expect at tournaments.
0: Can I just say, before we actually have a serious conversation? Um,
3: <laughs> it started.
0: Speaking of bad behavior at tournaments, let's start with holding tournaments during fucking pandemics. How about that for a bad behavior? That's Don't fucking idea. hold tournaments.
2: Yeah, stop, stop it, stop it.
0: There's a there's like big. Uh, hang on, I gotta take a pee break. And God damn just hang, hang on,
2: game. just hang on. I need you to I need you to edit this. I got All
0: right, cool. Maybe we're gonna edit it. Yeah,
3: yeah, we're totally gonna edit it. Definitely um, not gonna
2: edit it. There's tournaments gonna that are set for it.
0: July <laughs> that have already been canceled. Like yeah. that seems like the responsible choice, and I think there's just no reason to hold a tournament in fucking May.
5: Nah, I think you can wait. You'll be alright. Like, not playing Toy Army Mans for another couple months won't kill you, so playing Toy Army Mans in the ensuing next couple months might
2: kill you, though, so... Yeah, but staying around my wife for the next couple months might be really fucking hard.
1: Mm. Uh,
4: Yeah. Sounds like a lose-lose. Yeah, whatever.
5: You can just start doing heroin and become homeless. Like That's a way to get away from her for a while. That is
4: awesome. You can
5: recover from that.
1: Yeah,
2: I might have to give up drinking after that, though.
5: Oh, good... Uh, I don't know, I mean... You just fight one addiction with the other addiction, right? Like when you've got a,
2: yeah. get a craving, bounce it out. Drink. I'll just do cocaine at the same time.
0: <laughs> that's a, <laughs> that's a very here. Memphis take of you, by the way. Uh, I mean, I am like, from Memphis, the born and raised. So. Fucking, fucking <laughs> meth.
2: I mean, Norma Jean did ah. say Memphis will be laid to waste, so.
5: <laughs> it, it's true. I mean, it basically is already. Uh, it's an urban hellscape. Um, there's a place called President's Island uh, here in town. Uh, if you've ever wondered what an actual post apocalyptic wasteland looks like, just you know, take a couple of looks at that on Google Maps.
2: No, oh, thanks. I lived in Fresno, California for a couple of years. You can come to minus 40 in Canada up here with me.
5: Um, I I'm I'm was Canada. working in a We have health care, employee rights, and you know, living wages. They, you don't get to compare where you live to the shithole that, that we, we live in. <laughs> I
3: pay 46% in taxes. That's my I, uh, I don't know. I'm, what the fuck yeah, right. you guys do?
0: So, uh, we have you ever watched Seinfeld?
1: <laughs> 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 Joe uh, likes to call I'm... me
0: Elaine and it's usually <laughs> at tournaments when we only have one bed in the room. It makes me really uncomfortable. <laughs> it yeah, makes
2: me I'm call Kramer. him human.
3: <laughs> <laughs> have you watched Newman! Kirby Enthusiasm yet at
2: least? What is that?
3: Kirby Your Enthusiasm? No,
2: I've never heard of it.
3: It's a TV show. It's the same What's guy that did Seinfeld. You fucking with you chewy. Super Jewish. Oh boy.
0: Sorry, I, I don't actually know your listener, <clears throat> base, your listener base, and they probably don't know me. I am Jewish, so I will be making inappropriate, largely anti-Semitic <laughs> jokes. And I'm not going to lie to you, you're not going to see it. Oh, fuck, that doesn't work.
2: <laughs> I have sex with say, Jewish women. Does that count? I, I did not see that coming. That sounds awful. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> and frankly, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy.
2: <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it is really a bad time. <laughs>
0: oh man uh joe's been trying to work that joke into our show for so long and i know he's had his eye on this joke for so long on your show as well
2: <laughs> oh god killing it killing that it. that
0: one's so hard to get off i always have to do like verbal gymnastics just to find the way to say zionist
2: yeah i'm always like i'm not sure and then i have to be like ah schwitz should i go with <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> oh, fuck. Jesus, fuck. God, Joseph. <laughs> what have oh, you done Dayton? what have you done here
0: <laughs> hey do you guys remember in the 90s when that guy stuffed a gerbils up his ass
4: <laughs> richard oh, gear <Gere>?
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh man that's so that's good sweet
3: okay so that's them uh All we're right. gonna go into uh another <laughs> topic
2: of uh hobby talk no, we can actually talk about our podcast. Hey, uh, this is Joe Pagano from the Rage Sigma podcast, and I got my best friend in the whole world right next to me on uh, Zoom, Mr. Jacob Berry. Uh, we've been playing more games together, probably for the better part of the last, like, what, six years?
0: Yeah, six or seven, I think.
2: Yeah, we played a lot of Warhammer Fantasy Battles together, and then uh, played a little Malifaux together after AOS came out, and then You mean, like, Jacob, one
0: game of Malifaux, and then you couldn't it was follow awful. the rules? yeah
2: yeah well it's really hard when you uh get up at five o'clock in the morning and actually work for a living Um, we played on saturdays dude no never played on saturday i was always down in fresno with my fiance, now wife um so uh me and jake used to pretend we were podcasting every time we would talk on the phone once jacob moved to nashville and then that continued after i moved back from the bay to new york and uh when i decided to start playing aos me and jake we were like, Hey dude, we should just do an AOS podcast. Cause as a joke, like it was li- literally like, let's just fucking do that because we needed an excuse to talk to each other. Um, my wife was very pregnant. So it was like, I'm about to have a kid. This would be a good way for me to tell my wife, like, Hey, I'm gonna sit down and talk to Jacob for like three hours a month, you know, just have a nice block where me and him could kind of just be dicks and fuck around. And uh, we did it. And then uh, we got, they got like kind of successful <laughs> we just mainly mainly
0: it. off of the controversy when you when we like talked about a bad game I had uh and yeah. you you said that guy should go home and stick a musket in his mouth because he's foreshadowing
2: good-ish. foreshadowing, yeah, so um, I'm not like the type of dude like I'm older now you know than I was when I was you know twenty four obviously that's how time works um <laughs> well <hold on. laughs> tell me more, Joe, but, <laughs> but like in my head, I'm still like this angry super. Macho, pissed off, hardcore kid who wants to fight everyone who makes him upset. So like, and who's in a band? Yeah, I I guess I could mention that I was once in a musical group. Um, But like, yeah, we just played like, um, yeah, the accordion. Yeah, he played played
0: the skin flute.
2: (laughs) skin flute in the Jethro Tull tribute band. Accordion in the Weird Al Yankovic cover band I was in. Um, (laughs) But uh, I mean, overall, me and Jake just like to go to tournaments and and do a lot of drinking and uh we always have a good time and that's like what we're all about is just having fun it's not really about winning as much as it is about having fun and uh if you get in the way of us having fun um i'm gonna ask you to meet me at the flagpole three o'clock after gym class because i'm gonna fuck you up
0: (laughs)
5: no principals
0: no student Uh, teachers
2: the no. first
5: Rage episode I listened to was, in fact, the episode uh, about Ben Diesel, uh, because I was on Twitter, and I saw the malarkey, and I was like, well, fuck it, let's give this a shot. So that is, in fact, how I started listening to the show.
2: That's, like, the worst place to start. I would say the best place to start is, like, not listening to the show and just following us on Twitter.
0: Yeah, we're a lot funnier on the internet when it's <laughs> yeah. not live.
2: Yeah, but when you just hear us talking, it's, like, just like Ray Romano and Kermit the Frog arguing. Hi, <laughs> hey, I represent that remark.
3: <laughs> uh, um, like Scooter, in my opinion, but whatever. Uh, Price Vandenberg has played these two associates quite a bit in the tournament scene, from what I understand. Uh,
5: once each, yeah, well, but once, like one teams, each, which is
3: yeah. more than more than enough. And yep. I leaned on Price very hard to get these gentlemen onto the podcast.
5: I did no work to do that, so I mean, if you want to give me credit for it, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, I'm like, uh, hey Jacob, yeah. you know Price, a, right? Come on our podcast. <laughs> it's a really good time considering that we have nothing else to do at all. It's, you know, because I don't have a job anymore after the COVID. And my wife works from home and it's Memorial Day weekend. Thank you, uh, veterans for
0: Thank you for your uh, service.
2: All, all your service. I said it
0: first. I'm more patriotic than you.
3: But
2: Joe, it's you get it. your
3: you get two thousand a month from the government tax free, right? What is that? What is that? That's that's what happened in Canada for anyone that makes it less than five hundred no, a month.
2: I get two thousand a month from my union. Ah. So S- sucks to be private. Oh, I'm actually private sector. But yeah, you should negotiate <laughs> something with your employer because it's not a good idea to go into the workforce as your only. <laughs> Let's go into our next
3: topic, organizing uh workforce.
0: Yeah, right. So All what right. you so want to do is make sure you never say the word union with management around until yeah. you've got a collective agreement. <laughs>
2: don't, don't hang out in groups of three, but make sure you you meander amongst each other. Um, <clears throat> never say the word organize. Always say, I want to keep things neat and use it as like a, a code. Also, I would always say um, when you start off, go in big, swing your dick around, you know, or your giant vagina. And we, women yeah, are in just this. Just swing swing those
0: labia now. around. Give them uh, a your yeah, badge.
2: Just beat them with your meat curtains. And then, um, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, go for the throat, dude, because you're not going to get everything you want. So what you do is you make them think you want a lot more than you do. And, and and remember that the CBA always comes up, and there's the next time, and uh, just always keep fighting and never stop, you know. And and make sure you always make the implement of your uh, negotiation tool more about I'm trying to improve the life of my family than your personal life, because that that appeals to people. So you want to go in and say, I need uh, less working hours so I can spend more time with my family, not so you can buy more toy soldiers and paint them. Uh, Tell them you want to not work weekends because not because there's a cool tournament you want to go to, but because it's your niece's kids I want you to go in and just, you know, just go for the throat, dude, and appeal to them. And if they they're not appealing, just light their cars on fire. That's what we did.
3: <laughs> hey Jeff, what do you got for uh, what do you got for hobby? What's been going on?
4: <laughs> um, let's see here. I got I picked up the GoTrek <laughs> model. <laughs> I don't know if I should even answer this question seriously, or... Uh, Hold on, Jeff, I guess, I guess I'm just going to, because... I You're the only beacon
3: in this dark world. Let's go.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: okay. You're vegan? Anyway. No, he said Probably beacon,
4: no. but he just uh, doesn't... He didn't, he didn't enunciate that clearly. Anyway. Jeff doesn't... He talks friends. a lot
2: like this, so it's hard to understand him. You know, it's like that episode <laughs> yeah. of the Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> it's a boot grammar.
0: <laughs> I just yeah. feel like I'm about to order some some donuts and,
2: and, and at Tim Hortons yeah at Tim Hortons. yeah you're at Tim Hortons right now huh? it's gonna give Rob Sims I'm here to give Rob Simes a heart attack <laughs> that's <laughs> all because you had like a triple triple do not get triple, a triple 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 might as well do a line of cocaine you know what I'm saying pretty much it's so expensive here it has to go through the United States after it gets from Columbia
3: first time I had a double double I worked a 12 hour shift without taking a break
2: Oh, uh, you guys have uh in and out in and out burgers up there? No. Oh, uh, double double <laughs> animal style.
3: <laughs> yeah, which I had in Vegas. I was Which a-
2: I would do to Joe
0: Carr's mom. Oh no. Oh, <laughs> oh my oh, Brutal. brutal. Oh, you sorry,
1: double Joe. Double? We love you, Joe. <laughs> we love you. Yeah, do we though? Well, I mean we do love I love mom. you, son. <laughs> <laughs>
5: you had to come off the porch fucking early for him to be your son. Also, if you seen <laughs> his pictures on Facebook? Love you, Joe. You went through a
2: rough time when you were a teenager, buddy. Like, oh my God! Kept it going I said, strong. I, said, I was like, this is the type of guy I would mash on at a show. I'd just <laughs> go after that. I point it at him. That's who I'm
4: going for. I'm gonna crowd kill that guy. <laughs> oh, hey, you know what, man? To you, Joe Cry. I don't know you guys, so don't <laughs> don't put me on your lipstick list. <laughs>
0: So,
4: Wait, hold on. So you got gonna... Gortrek, You got Gortrek. Oh, I you yeah, right. I, I got I got uh, Gotrek Gurnison, the uh, the Wayward Order hero guy. I've never actually um, heard of him. Is he good? Uh, I don't know. That depends on how you look at it. So <clears throat> uh, I, me and Price were dicking around with trying to come up with a list to uh, to let me use him in a in a, in a Sort of competitive capacity and try and win a few games with him. I'm was not really Ideneth? getting anywhere though. What's that?
0: Was it Ideneth?
4: Uh No, right. Right now I was using uh, cities as a as a launch point, sure, trying to up his sense. movement a little bit.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, you throw him on a bridge, and suddenly that four inch movement. Well, See,
4: that's he the can't thing. Bridge. I don't think
0: he can. You can't bridge
2: him. You
4: can't. Him. You can't bridge
2: him. No. You have to he cannot be you know replaced. Ever. You know what? You like, use, you use the Soul Seeker on him.
5: Does it, with the Soul Seeker, the charge bonus?
2: No, the the, the Lachon, because you have to kill oh. one model, so you just <laughs> kill Goetheon.
0: <laughs> Wait, also, don't his rule say if he would be slain outright, he just takes D6
4: mortals? Yeah, but uh, also no, he can't it can he be reset up. Oh. You, he, yeah, can okay. never be, he can never be removed from the table and replaced, so, so once he's deployed, has, that's it.
2: Does anyone in cities have a base movement buff spell? Uh, Tempest uh, yeah.
4: gives out a base.
2: Yeah, yeah he doesn't oh, get it because he's out. There's a yeah. right. no.
4: There's a so. there's a spell for Gur. I think it is. Yep. Like from the battle wizards, it gives them mm-hmm. plus two move and charge or so plus two way. run and charge. Yeah. And then so there's um, take that
2: and I wouldn't take it in Tempest. Though. I would take it in the one that's what's the casting one. Hammerhold Hollowheart. 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 Heart. Hollowheart. Oh, 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 heart. Heart, heart And then you you have to cast Cox, too, and then you can get on the move eight. Which is still slow as fuck.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's as
4: fast but I mean, as Scarbrand. Yeah, but if you think about it, the game usually kind of shakes down in the middle. So if I can get to the middle of the board pretty quick um, and force the action on him, then his movement becomes less of a problem.
2: So, like, I don't want to counterpoint when what you what well, you're saying do it. Go him. ahead. But uh, I ran him in Iron Rock, uh in two games, and, like, yeah, you get him into one combat, but if you get him into two, it's not—it's lucky. And if you get him into three,
4: your opponent's an idiot. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. I mean, so you know, so like, ideal circumstances where he's near an objective that the other guy has to take, you know, then it could be cool. Like I said, I haven't been getting anywhere. It's just the aspiration. Uh, it's not like he's but, painted or anything. No, no, he's just for fun. It's just for fun. This is this well, well, is not when he does get into the combat. Story. It's
2: hilarious. It's so, yeah, I mean, it's so fucking yeah, funny when thing. he's killing I just wanna, shit. Dude. I
4: want to send him in there and actually have him, like, you know, murderate a bunch of shit and just, you know, kind of laugh to myself. So I the really, guy's like, what the fuck.
0: I really want to do a mixed order army and take him and the Light of Eltharion, who has a very similar, like, I don't take any wounds, I ignore all yeah, red sort of just deal. Just, like,
4: super blunder. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Maybe take yeah. Marathi just for fun. It's like a, a, a Sam that's, Morgan 2.0. Yeah,
2: this is Morgan list, yeah, but, um, uh with the two games I used him in one time he killed two stoneho stormhorns. Stonehorns in one game.
4: <clears throat> nice. So like pretty fucking nope.
0: Which only barely makes up his points, right? <laughs> yeah.
4: Well, I mean a Stonehorn is what, like three something? Yeah. Yeah, so um, I mean it's about one and a one and a third of his points. Yeah, geez, a, it's one and a third.
2: Game. Having him an iron is definitely the best way to play him in any order army because of the giving him running charge and giving him <clears throat> Always oh, strikes first, and then also cover round one and uh, retreat charge in four. Yeah. So, I'm uh, sorry, what were you going to say, Brian? I was just going to,
5: Iron Rock, he gets an Iron Rock, because that's the one where, like, your allies get your, your tides. Gets right? tides like, of death, right. Yeah.
2: Let's and then casters, casters also get plus one to cast, so you take, a, like, a tide caster, and you take cogs also. So your, your cogs is going off better, and then you just try and park that caster near some arcane, and then you know, you get cogs off on, like, a five, you know, and that's pretty fucking easy. Um, <clears throat> but, like like I said, he's still hard to get in the right spot at the right time. Sure. So you need to have something, like, other shit in your army that's fast and can round shit up. That's why it works good in ironwork because you could take more Sargard.
0: Yep, you still got to use it. How many, like, let fewer Sargard?
2: Uh, yeah, because um, you you're can you really not going to fit more than nine in there. Right. Let's take Volturnus. I think I took nine or two units of six and a unit of three uh of the Ishland guard and volturnus a tidecaster a soul scryer and and gotrek is a, that's your list yeah and okay. cogs
5: and the so bare minimum the, that's a fun tournament or an easy tournament army to take cuz fuck you can fly with that about
2: anywhere yeah it doesn't uh, if someone's got the screens like like the our meta is shifting really hard right now under our uh like under quarantine right because we're not playing games the meta is shifting so you got to worry about the one drops each list which in uh, against deepkin is still really good because you can you have to shoot at the the closest unit but also um magic isn't affected by that and then on top of that uh after after dealing with that like um usually they'll have two units of screamers and gotrek doesn't get that you can't shoot at him thing so they could target gotrek so, right. But you put him in
0: front, and then they can't shoot anything else. Because they have to no, target.
2: They have the target to close Ideneth unit or anything else. Gotcha. So they can shoot at Gotrek or an Ideneth unit. So right. it's still it's tricky. I think if you played 10 games with it, you would figure it out. But in that time period, you could also, for Gotrek's points, take nine more more guard, which is better. and do better.
4: Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's the reality of it. Is this Everything I've come up with has been like, you know, well, okay, but this other list I've already got is way better, so why yeah, bother? Yeah, but
2: also, it's not why bother because it's it's the time investment. It's one model to build, one model to paint, and you get to play with it, or you can yeah, spend Yeah, I mean,
4: time. like I said, I, I just kind of wanted to do it for fun. Like, if I could take it to a local RTT here and drag down a W, I would retire it.
3: Well, you can right okay. now because America's running tournaments. <laughs> What's that? You can right now because America's running tournaments, right? Mm-hmm. No, not
2: around here we're not parties at the they're having huge parties at the Ozarks already so yeah, it's on on <laughs> oh, yeah, fuck. anyways i gotta rename
3: this uh, podcast to how to run gore Trek in the unit so Joe, just
0: to, just to clarify actually not like super on topic hmm. um the idneth forgotten whatever it is forgotten memories or whatever it says that if you want to target a a friendly if you want to target a Ideneth unit they have to be the closest unit to that enemy model, so you can use gotrek to screen against shooting you can stand no, him he up doesn't front. Have it, but
2: he, but he doesn't have it Ideneth. doesn't
0: matter it has to it, the the rule the wording is that the Ideneth unit that gets targeted has to be the closest unit it's they they cannot target any units other than the closest unit no, if so they're trying to target it's a five hundred
2: and twenty point screen super yeah, I don't it.
4: know but I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing <laughs>
2: yeah. And That's also, true. I think nine screamers might be able to take him.
5: Definitely. Not, screamer, if, not screamers, so excuse
2: flamers. me, flamers. Yeah, yeah nine yeah, flamers to like, take him. Are, you,
4: are you for real? Sorry. <laughs> Probably not. Sorry.
0: <laughs> okay, Prince, <laughs> what have you been working on in the hobby? Uh, <laughs> man, uh,
5: so much stuff. No, I picked up a box, uh, talking about Idneth, I picked up a box of eels. I don't know if I'm going to build Morsar or. What is the other one called? But uh, uh, You Eichlund. want to build the Morsar? yeah so well this is for cities this isn't for uh this isn't yeah, for
2: then you want to build more sar
5: yeah that's <laughs> yeah. that's kind of the thought process um i'm trying to decide what i'm going to take to nashcon spears. um i probably will build build more SAR. they're significantly better than ishland guard uh but i picked up a box of those and started messing around with them trying to land on what i'm going to take to nashcon that's been most of my hobby is writing lists and Cities is such a fun book, but I have such a hard time making a decision on what I want to commit to doing in it.
2: There's too much good stuff in it, right? Like you look yeah. at it and you're like, oh I could do this, but I could do this, I could do that, I could do the and the spell thing. I could do Tempest Eye. I could do, you know, what I mean, like you're looking at that army and like, there's yeah. just a, a bananas amount of cool shit you could take.
5: And list writing's a huge part of my hobby already, so like Cities is just, you know, is addictive for me to just sit there and and write lists and write lists and write lists and write lists. And the problem is eventually I have 15 lists on my phone. I'm like, fuck, which one of these do I actually need to spend money on and start getting ready?
0: It's also exhausting yeah. to scroll through them when you want to send a cool idea to somebody and you're like, God, I've got like 15 <laughs> list ideas that I which just screenshot it. <laughs>
5: They're uh, all on, titled
0: Cities with Go Trek."
5: <laughs> on Acer, I actually, uh, this is my, my bit of nerd hobby. Uh, I put uh, an emoji in front of all my lists that represents like what that list does to me. Uh, and so that's, that's how I sort through them quickly when I'm looking through Azer.
4: So it's like, like, aren't they all like named a, fuck with Jeff? Uh,
5: no, they're named a bunch of stuff. Uh, I, I have a list in my Azer right now that has two frigates in KO and it's called uh, two frigates is almost as good as two dicks. So
0: <laughs> I don't understand the joke. Uh, but let's, let's talk about something more important. What's everyone drinking? We haven't talked about this on air.
3: <laughs> I issued a challenge to Joe, or rather, Joe responded saying he's going to get drunk as fuck for this episode. So then I said, "Name your poison," and he called out Tom Collins, the oldest man drink I can think of.
2: Pretty good.
4: That's <laughs> yeah, really good. It's really yeah,
0: enjoyable. Good. See, that just that's not as fun as telling people the name of a funny beer. I've got the Coffee Milk Stout from Wiseacre Brewing in Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah, and wow. it's gotta get up to get down.
3: Do you know how they get the milk flavor? <laughs> that's the milk in beer. beer. What's that? Do you know how they get the milk flavor in beer? Um, they jerk lacto- a cow off into it. No, they they take lactose. Nice. I, I brew beer. Sorry, from scratch. It's uh, you put lactose in it. That's one of his fifteen side
4: thing. jobs.
3: Yeah, well, that's a personal hobby, right? there. I really hope the other ones have better stories than that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> For all the sure of bottom.
0: I'm just drinking
5: diet coke and whiskey. Nothing real fancy. But At least yeah. you
0: have whiskey in it. Yeah. Joff, what are you drinking?
4: <laughs> well, I'm going to disappoint you because uh, I'm just—I was just drinking plain diet coke. <laughs> yeah. And that's now? Kind of, it's always diet coke. Yeah. Pretty much. Jeff, are uh, you but, a diet coke in his real life? I—I I am actually IRL. So. <laughs> I am. Are you not a drinker, Jeff? No, no, no! I am. I just don't. Uh, you know, sometimes, like I didn't realize that this was going to be more of a uh, alcohol centric one. You know, we'll um, wait probably, if you want to go. You know, pee and grab a. I, I, you grab know, a drink. yeah, I need, I need to go and do a take a Dayton and then uh, grab a fresh cold one. Yeah, what's your, what's your what's your poison I, I choice for the most part? Um, let's see. My favorite, my favorite drink is probably just a good old gin and tonic. So, it's a solid It's drink. classic. It's classic. It is, man. It, they're delicious, and I love—I love a lot of citrus in them. So I, I, hate, I tend to do, tend to do when, yeah. fresh lime, fresh lime straight in. Maybe even a little bit of roses lime juice if I'm feeling frisky.
0: People really shit on G and T, it's, and it's—it's such a whatever, man. I, I, don't really I don't give a care. damn. I love it. So, no, you know, absolutely. If they, don't, they
4: don't like it. Go get your own shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, but then you no. see those same people drinking like fucking. Tabs blue ribbon. It's like really
4: so- you know what's hilarious I was thinking PBR when you were gonna looking for an answer I was like a PBR and then you fucking said PBR and I'm like oh he's. you know what I do like this guy
2: I only drink PBR because you brewed but it tastes like shit um when I was in uh, <laughs> Australia and Melbourne, we went down to a gin distillery and the gin was just like uh next level stuff really good and uh I was enjoying some Tom Collins there and um you know, Tom Collins, is pretty similar to G and T. It just has a, a lot of lemon juice in it, but it's out there, man. It's good shit. Uh, my it only like problem juniper. with gin,
0: yeah, that's my my problem with gin, is it has probably the most pungent, like hangover taste compared to everything else where you just taste the alcohol. With gin, I fucking feel like I'm sweating juniper berries. Yeah,
4: I load it up with citrus. I love it. I don't. I don't know. I get people to each their own on that, but uh, the flavor for me is stellar. So. Sp-
0: so speaking of PBR, uh I think we talked about this again off air, but um PBR has started making a hard iced coffee and it is fucking delicious. It's 5% um they sell them in four packs which it makes me sad to have to buy two of them for like one evening of podcasting.
4: That's uh, too bad. Oh no, I have to drink oh, eight. It. God damn it, Jeff. Oh, this is why people don't like you. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> see, I thought that's it was just no, that's only one of many reasons, Christ. Come on. <laughs> You're selling me short. I'm actually annoying on many levels.
0: So oh, yeah. Good, man. See, I like a man who can make fun of himself. Speaking of men yeah, who can yeah. make fun of themselves, Dalton, why don't you talk to us about what your hobby's been?
4: Uh, yeah, dating <laughs> on the front
3: here. Sweet. <laughs> Too much fun. So it turns out I did my hobby board. Uh, I did it with paper mache, like a paper mache compound.
0: Is that French? I don't speak Canadian.
3: It's,
4: <laughs> it's, it's French for shit. <laughs>
3: Yeah, for your base for your whole did you make a phone. baking
2: soda volcano on it? <laughs> oh that was my other one. That was my daughter. That was my practice.
0: He's 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 building up to the solar system display board.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, my, daughter, a dior- my daughter.
1: I'll do whatever next I can for her.
2: Next is a diorama of the French and Indian War, like <laughs> no, dude,
0: don't talk about Indians Canadian in the room.
2: Dude, I'm yeah. uh well.
3: I'm AT, so I'm the aftereffect of that Indian French war. Thank
2: you. <laughs>
3: <Anyways.
1: Awkward. laughs> so anyway. So is
2: what you get for burning down our fucking White House. Oh, yeah. we- <laughs> hey, by the way, I went if you Washington, want to do it again, I apologize fucking
0: feel that. free. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I went to Washington. I apologize for that. They wouldn't let me in, though. I went to the security guards at the gate at the White House. I was like, yes, I'm here as a Canadian. I mean, Didn't shit, not. look
0: at those guns. Of course I wouldn't let you in.
3: <laughs> i like to apologize <laughs> for burning out your White House. They're like, yeah, move along, sir. I'm like, yes, okay. Right.
0: And you're I'm like, sorry. I'm so sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs>
3: yeah, you have a right. gun, I do not. Just pulled yes, your toque sorry. down real low. Was yeah. That's nice fucked that day. Anyway, so using paper machine on the display board is really cool. It just puts it all out and makes it look natural. Unfortunately, it takes two weeks to fucking dry. So I'm still waiting for that to dry, and in the meantime, I put together a zombie lord on, or sorry, a zombie dragon, with uh, for my or quartz. But I'm still trying to figure out the display, like what I'm gonna put them on, because I don't want to use the rocks. I hate the rocks, so I'll probably use like uh, castle ruins or something, I guess.
0: Joe, didn't you put yours on some of the extra bits from the the garden of more? Yeah.
3: Cool.
5: I, I really appreciate Joe's answer there. I did. That's absolutely what I did. Fuck off. Uh.
0: <laughs> basically, Joe and I, our our, our entire format is the uh, the Chris Farley sketch where he's interviewing people. So basically, it's this, hey, Joe, remember that time where you did this thing or that thing? And I just tell the whole story, and then I end up asking you just hey, do you remember when that you did that thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was cool.
3: But uh, yeah, my whole scenic basins, everything is all like ru- uh, ruins. Castle Ruins Mm -hmm. with the Azure box or whatever. I've got a bunch Mm -hmm. of those and I just kind of rip them up and it's all like mossy and everything. I'm sure Joe's seen it. Joe's seen all my stuff. He's following me, right?
2: Joe? Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Never (laughs) help you sleep
0: at night, Dalton. Um, Here's a question. (laughs) Just purely for posterity's sake. Have you been putting all of the moss on just one side of the ruins because the other side would get sunlight and it wouldn't actually work? Fucking sweet!
3: And on the rocks and stuff, so everything is from one point of view because that's, yeah. uh, so that's how Moscow So are
0: you, you gonna? You gonna know move which way your north dis- is Yeah, you're gonna move your display base to turn whichever direction north yeah. is every single time.
3: Every time I'm in combat, <laughs> it's the ass in. What do you mean? Right. you're Supposed to face my model? It's like no, no. North is that way, sir.
0: Sorry. Got to, got to maintain the integrity of the board. Now, if you went He's going to gonna get really hostile
4: and ask people what direction is north at every tournament. What direction ah, is north? Where is no, it?
0: come on. He's, he's a, a, a volunteer firefighter. He just knows. He can smell
3: north. That's so true. we got a band. We got a guy that was in a band and a firefighter. Who's
2: going to talk about themselves more? <laughs>
1: Prince. Hmm.
2: Yeah, I, I talk vegan? about him a lot. Let's hit Joe Cryer on. We can hear about how he's vegan. <laughs> Sweet. Can't wait. Anyone do CrossFit? You can cross fuck off. Um. <laughs> I'm married. That's all I do. Yeah.
0: Got to hand it to you there, Joe.
2: <laughs> I see
3: the bigger treasure trail and a 12 year old Dutch girl.
5: What a great show! If you're not watching Letterkenny, you're doing
0: yourself a disfavor. All right,
2: Jago. So what do you on got, got podcast, on your hobby huh? table?
0: <laughs> uh, I'm gonna let Joe re say what he said.
2: <laughs> i said so we're on a podcast huh <laughs> how about that yeah, sweet good you know, what uh, are you really working on? on um i've been painting my corn stuff
0: cool anyway <laughs> tell me about cancon
2: <laughs> yeah so uh, it's tuesday 7 a.m i woke my dad up i'm like hey we got to be at the airport in nine hours Which let's airport? go
1: was it LaGuardia uh, John, JFK? You know
2: what? You would think it's LaGuardia because I was flying domestic for my first flight, but it was yeah, actually sure. JFK. So no I way. Yeah, I was actually flying from Alaska Airlines. So that's like a really small terminal in JFK. And then um, I landed in LAX and I was about seven and a half hours early for my next flight, which is a comfortable is that when you amount called of me? time. That's about when you called me. Yeah, I called you. I called you on the phone. and we I talked, remember that. Talked for a little bit. And then um, – I got on my flight and check it out, dude. I didn't know this; it's a new law. But apparently, you need a visa just to fly through New Zealand, which I didn't have. So but you were worried. flying to Australia. Yeah, but I flew through New Zealand. I landed in Auckland, uh, New Zealand. And Is that Manhattan. like
0: Oakland, Oakland, California?
2: Uh, less so crime. Close.
0: You say less what?
2: Less crime. <laughs>
5: <laughs> you could have just called Seth. I'm sure he could have gotten you through there in some capacity. So
2: he could. How do you know Seth?
5: Way. Uh, I know Seth from the Kings of War community of all yeah. things. Yeah, Seth. Uh, oh, Seth damn! I didn't realize Seth. you were
0: keto, dude.
5: Uh, no. Um, significantly uh, lower brain power. Can't play Kings of War. Can't play Ninth Age. I just helped them run tournaments from time to time. Uh, back in the way back. So, but yeah, that's how I know Seth. is dude, from Seth.
0: Seth. So okay, for for all of the viewers who don't know Seth, because I guarantee you that's Ninety-nine point nine percent, and all the other two people on the show. Right, exactly. Thank you for raising your hand, Dalton. Um, Seth runs a a small chain of hobby stores in the Bay Area. It's called Game Castle. No, no,
2: no, no. other, other Seth, other Seth. No, No, who's talking
0: about Seth?
4: Oh, Goon Goon Boss.
0: Well, I'm going to finish my story anyway. Uh, Seth is like. So
4: anyway, there's this other Seth.
0: (laughs) Right, there's this other Seth.
4: Dude, what are the odds of there being two Seths?
0: And it's the, the one whole world. On our it's
4: podcast.
3: Impossible. Should I just say this podcast is not going to be an hour today? No, no you no, are yeah. for an, no, an, an
4: hour. about 40, forty minutes.
2: <laughs> of course, you're high. Canada, Honestly, it's legal there.
0: When we're not talking over each other, we still shoot for about an hour of cold open. <laughs> <laughs> All right so Seth is uh, he's a prodigious painter and hobbyist. He teaches classes at Adepticon usually about how to do like scenic bases cuz this guy legitimately grows moss and like will actually sculpt actual wood to fit the hobby bases that he does. He did a um, he did like a display piece for for Crystal Brush where it was a an ATAT like plunging through a river. I'm sure you've seen it. if you look up um, like elephant walking in water it looks like this at ATAT plunging through the water. It seems super like cool. Like all moss
2: hanging off of it. it looks yeah, so exactly. And, and all and this stone. What's crazy is all stone that looks cracked. It's a flat surface that he's got painted.
0: And he actually didn't use any resin to pour the, the water effect. It's he hollow. He used cotton. Yeah, it's, it's, it's entirely hollow. He used cotton and like um, fishing wire to create the image of a cube of, of like water. So you can see underwater wild. super perfectly. It's unreal. It's super cool. He didn't win shit because he's actually not as good as he thinks he is, but he's a fucking sweet guy. And he's one of those people who will talk your ear off about how good X unit is, but it's awful. Like he would—he used oh to tell God. me in Warhammer uh, Fantasy Battles 8th edition, just how good Bestigore are. When everyone knows oh my are almost as good as like a normal elite foot unit, but twice he- the price.
2: I played Sweet. his army at LVO, like, he brought it as the ringer back in Warner Fantasy Battles, and but he let someone else play it, and he's like, he's like, you're in trouble, and I was running my Dark Elves, and I was like, watch this, and I just deleted <laughs> the army in, like, one turn. It's <laughs> was like, crazy, Seth,
0: you're stupid.
2: Does he I grow mushrooms? Uh, he probably does
0: grow mushrooms. He uh, he has this, like, giant Fu Manchu. Yeah, he's uh, hobby super sensei. Yeah, yeah, oh, he's like... He's 100% the like um, Mr. Miyagi, but
5: oh, he, I probably like I miss the shit 45 years old. Does he paime the like, does he do the paime flick for his for Fu Manchu? Like-
2: sometimes. Sometimes he does the whole like thing, like where he like grabs it and flicks it over his shoulder. Yeah, like, that, that's yeah. the most important thing you can do. He's again. also got like nine kids, so we know he couldn't pull out of a driveway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man what a g okay so anyway joe you
2: yeah you so working it, on no, corn. no 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 i'm talking about corn. can't go anymore <laughs> <laughs> that's not gonna happen we're, i'm working on corn, no, no which is an no, ar- I don't, it's it's i'm talking about my good. hobby i'm talking oh, about yeah? hobby yeah 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 Fuck. so i'm working on corn which is an army i decided to start painting when i was at camp
4: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway about
2: I, I was like no um you yeah, haven't painting uh bloodthirsters
4: how it many bloodthirsters
2: joe uh i am on my fourth and final bloodthirster uh which is a tough army because like at the time of conception was about maybe a year ago when i decided i was going to start playing it and i uh oh yeah i got a creature caster two creature caster uh demon princes or demon whatever fuckers in there anyway um at the time it was like this is the list i want to play it's going to be a cool theme it's going to look sick and it does look sick. It is a cool theme. And it it's going to get shot off in turn one uh, three out of five games at a tournament now.
0: Only if so, they're top tables, though. Like, I think I think you do yourself yeah. a disservice. I think that list competes with most A tier and gets shot off badly by, like, high A or, or like, low S tiers. Like, you get, if you I'm get playing in bad matchups. But otherwise, I, you're competitive.
2: If I'm playing most cities lists, like the top, the, the A tier cities list, if I'm playing the 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 top uh, like Zinch or I'm playing uh, Seraphon. It's going to be a really uphill fight. So, you know, it's going to look really good. It might win a paint or two award um, which would be fucking sweet because I I really like to push myself with paint. Like, I don't think I'm a great painter. I think that uh, it's all been skill and like sitting down and saying, well, not skill. Yeah, skill because talent is innate and skill is something you work on and I've worked really hard on this army. So, I'm excited to see the reaction to it. But at the same time, it's like, also it's trivial. I want to, I like, it sucks to spend a ton of time working on army. And then like, in turn to be like, well, this game's over. And I spent, you know, seven months painting this. So that's kind of in this, the spot I'm in right now. I'm in like this weird, like hobby funk where I want to no, like un, not being able to play games leaves me beating myself. So I feel catch like little off
3: guard though. Right. With that list.
2: Like you um, will
3: win games with that list.
2: I mean, if someone lets me get all four Bloodthirsters in a charge in a in a game, I'm going to delete a ton of shit. I'm that guy. So,
0: so I mean, Joe, I think I think you, you are like I think you are <laughs> selling yourself a little bit short. I play tested this this list for you at uh, a small two day tournament in Atlanta, and I went three and two, and a lot of that was user error on the game or games that I lost. I was pretty
2: yeah, fucking drunk. That was pre-run pre, uh, and charge Bloodthirsters, too.
0: Yeah, true. So, like, you could run them in Baleful Lords from Wrath of the Evershosen and, and get some extra range on it. Um, I mean, I, the, the list has legs. It's just... It's still... That doesn't make it any better against just, the list that are going to take you off turn one and two.
2: Yeah, there's, like... There's nothing in that book, particularly, that uses some of those things that um, can handle the... But so, on. but Decimation. I did play,
0: I played against New KO, which would be a threat for you, right? Mm-hmm. I played against New Iron Jaws, which does what your army does, but better. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: I, I I split my games against New Iron Jaws. I lost one and I won one. And I beat New KO, or I lost to New KO, but that was mainly because I was so fucking drunk. I couldn't really process where the objectives were. <laughs> um, uh, but like, I, I don't know, I think... I think with some practice that that list can probably be as good as your feck list is. And like you do well with your feck, you go four and one or five and one at some big tournaments. Um, but I also think right now the meta has turned up to fucking 12. Like I would, I would say 11, but half of the armies out there have an S tier build that are just super hard counters to, to stuff that even, even approach is strong, but isn't godly. There's, there's lists out there that will just fucking trounce it, you know?
2: Yeah, and also with the tournament scene not existing or our living beta that we live in because Games Workshop doesn't have the ability to like properly playtest, but to uh, they use the community as kind of like a, a global playtest. Um, without that going on, those super, the hyper-strong builds that have come out like of Seraphon and of Zeech, like they're just not enough. So like you're not going to see it in next GHB. yeah. Right, You'll we're not going to
5: see those nerfs in GHB 2020 because there's not enough information out for them to do the thing that they would normally do. So it'll probably be a year plus of Zeench and at least Seraphon and then we'll see what uh, Realm Lords also brings to the table because preview-wise, they also look very strong.
0: Yeah, but preview-wise, OBR looks super strong and they have a really good build, but it's also very fallible.
2: Uh, yeah, I think, I think OBR suffers from the... The like, same thing that Deacon did. Or, yep. Yeah, but OBR like other units that are good are just situationally good, and like taking a a a bunch of different stuff in OBR would be better than just taking more tech guard into Gash. Um, I've played that list. I played the Petra Gashlish at CanCon, and I I mean I beat it with my my Feck, and Feck is good, and Feck is I think also has People some sleep good on legs. Tech. People, well, people, they were like the boogeyman for like a, a two months and then a bunch of other shit that was like, well, this beats Feck. Yeah, it does. But if you do the right things against it, if you're playing a Feck player who's not anticipating what you're doing, if he's just doing things the way you normally would, there's a lot of different situations. that. You Are you saying, with,
0: but- am, am I hearing correctly that you think Feck can beat some of those hard counter lists as long as you play super well? AKA, Feck doesn't automatically lose to Slanesh. You just got your ass kicked twice at NashCon and bitched about it? Is that what I'm hearing? Oh.
1: I didn't, he, didn't, he didn't
0: bitch after our game. We had no, no, a, he, bitch, he bitched no. to me about it. He might have bitched to you. But we had a very
4: sociable that game. Prince that Prince Vanderd can is a shitter. No, I no, no, no. I still think I'm going to drive
0: up to his fucking country club in New England and the Hamptons and just shit all over his parents' lawn.
2: Cuz you're to
4: give him an upper, upper decker, Jacob,
2: before I, you take quick and easy shots at me, I'll say that uh, – Slanesh is still probably the better counter to Feck than those sh- some of those shooting lists or than OBR is. Oh, I totally agree. Totally agree. Any, anything with, like, all right, so Slanesh has the be- probably the best and easiest harvested summoning in the game. Yep. And, and probably then, the
0: best activation wars use in the game. Yes.
2: Yeah, so if you have no activation wars like Feck does, unless you're playing Gristle Gore, which is activation wars, isn't really that good. Yeah, um, and then you're also playing an army with like minimal or like base like once per game summoning or no summoning. Slanesh is an uphill fight too,
1: right?
2: And then if you're playing an army with a ton of multi-wound units, like I was, it's just like it's feeding into all Slanesh's strengths.
5: It's very much so. That game, I also just on that specific game got very lucky with a double turn, but Slanesh can snowball back really fast because of. All the things that you mentioned and they just the other thing is you have to kill the slash models right because you are playing fact you don't have a lot of opportunity to play kg lockout games with them in some capacity. And so wounds just get generated.
2: And at that time I was playing uh, blister skin like exclusively and now I, I play. Um, this is gonna feast day but i wasn't playing with ghoul patrol and like i realized that putting 50 to 71 wound models on the table is really really more advantageous than having um like eighteen four wound layers yep Yep. yeah and like um players are still good they're just situationally good but ghouls they're not good but they they just do the same job always which is like holding shit up you know you cast the pimp cup you do some shit so um I would say that with the amount of experience I had at CanCon playing both of those games against Lanesh at, um, at Nashcon and with the list that I played at CanCon, um, do I think I win them? I don't know. It's a different game, especially with different models, but I would think that I would have a better, um, a better chance of making it more of a game. Are hey, so you guys both playing with Nashcon? I'm, I mean, I registered, dude, I don't think even if uh, Tennessee's open, New York isn't going to be and I, I think it would be irresponsible me as a New Yorker to leave the state, go to somewhere that's open and then come back because that like defeats the purpose of a quarantine. Uh, I, I highly doubt I'm going to go to any tournaments in 2020.
5: Fair enough. I'm registered and just hoping that things uh, Lord knows it's just hoping it's hope at this point but that maybe things will start to calm down because NASHCon was a lot of fun last year. And if at all, if at all possible, I'm definitely going to. Yo, I
0: just found out that I met Jeff at Nashcon last year. So that was news to you me. Did.
3: Yeah, you, you did. did. <laughs> you did. Yeah.
4: Did you offer him a Diet Coke?
0: Uh, uh, I don't no. think so.
4: That's, no, it was a very uh, brief interaction. Uh, he just stopped me and comp- uh, complimented me on my list.
0: What so, was your list? Because I don't remember that at all.
4: It was a Stormcast list that had six uh, Tempestor Drakos. Oh, Sure. I do like and, that list. I still like that yeah. list. Yeah, It was it was really good. I've I've tweaked it a little bit. It's not as hero centric as it was at that time. I now also have them and uh, nine of the long strike crossbows in,
0: in there in um, in cities in living city. No, no, no. In the no in
4: uh, stormcast. No, I, I Jeff plays everything.
0: Oh, you're taking you're taking the the living city
4: light. Pretty much, yeah. You think, yeah, pretty much. You think yeah, like, like, all the good stuff. like uh like shitty good guys. You know? Right, yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm a slightly bitter about how that all played out, but uh all right, Jacob, yeah. what are you rolling with? I retired my yeah. Stormcast. after. Yeah, Jacob yeah, Jacob, you know, I actually Jacob
2: am- tell us about your Slanesh uh daughters of cane combo with uh yeah, for that was like fucking time. Yeah, please. I yeah, wanna hear so, all about uh your sweet conversions and using your Wandy as uh Demonets and just oh yeah comment.
0: do you want me yeah. to reach back there and grab them real quick i've got 40 juan diaz Demonets in metal
2: uh say, sitting, waiting
0: it, to get primed there's 40 got, of
2: them or would they be fighting each other juan on juan uh, <laughs> oh man
1: hey Dang, if, if, I I, uh, this. This if
0: if juan diaz Demonets were, were latino and and five of them drowned you know what you'd call it what no four of them drowned cuatro cinco
3: the firefighter had two. Dude, man,
1: boo. Oh, my! If the Mexican man. firefighter had
3: two kids. What do you name them? Jose and
4: B. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> ah.
1: yeah. oh. oh man! I see
4: good. your dad joke and raise you the answer,
1: bitch. Oh, that's
0: really that's really good. Uh, I've been converting a daughters slash list list for a minute. Um, I've got my the the sort of crowning achievement of it is my Marathi-Shalaxi combo. So you can see it here. It's Shalaxi emerging from a fane of Slaanesh. But if you look at her forehead real quick, she's got Marathi's crown. She's got the snakes. Um, wow. And it's going to be, I'm going to be able to play it as both um, Marathi and and as the name keeper from Slaanesh. I just finished making my my core which is bellacore combined with the boobworm, the old uh, Lord... The yeah. Lord on Demonic Mount. Give him a nice big old whip. So I don't actually think this plays in the Daughters list much, but, um, you know, I've got a bunch of – I've got, like, a Cauldron of Blood that has a, a keeper on the back, and it's going to be, like, the avatar. Uh, I also built it so that I can put – so I've got a bunch of creature caster keepers, and they're sitting on 60 mil bases. Um so I can run them as the Avatar of Kane, which is supposed to be on a 40 mil base, but that's ridiculous because so is a fucking liberator. So I'm not gonna fucking play them on a 40 mil base, uh, but I can put them on this or I've got some, some of the 100 mil bases that sort of nest. If you take a look at this, you can see where the, the basing isn't connected. So I can just put it in that uh, 100 mil base also. Uh, Cause I actually think what I wanna run in Daughters and like, this isn't a good list, but it's a fun one is three avatars of Cain on foot, one avatar of Cain on the cauldron, and then Marathi, because Marathi actually doesn't count as a behemoth or a monster, because she starts off as this little right. foot girl with six wounds. So you transform her up, and suddenly I've got five monsters on the table, um, which is a lot of effort for not very good, because avatars are not very strong compared to you know 120 or 140 points worth of witches. Um, and otherwise, I'll just run... Um, I've got like a really goofy... Slanesh list that sort of plays very controlling. Um, it, if you if you ever played Magic the Gathering, it plays like a blue deck that just says like, nope, you can't do that. Nope, you can't do that. No charging. No moving. Got Bellicor, Got so there's like a there's a goofy item. It yeah, a yeah, super dick list. But it's also as far as Slanesh goes, it's not very strong. And so the games I win, I'll feel good about myself. And the games I lose, I'll be like, well, I didn't take really strong Slanesh. And if I need to, I can lean on summoning and try to try to hack it out but i don't think it wins against super high tier lists um looks like jeff went to go take a pee and grab a a gin and tonic yeah. um so i've been working mm-hmm. on that i finally made time to to sit down and do some um some priming with my airbrush and i'm gonna actually i'm gonna chase after that target that everyone on twitter is doing which is doing marble effect bases so i'm gonna bust out the airbrush and try to get some like some red going on these bases before i then do the the white over the top with the marble. I've been saving up dryer sheets for like three or four months so that I can do that that effective method where you basically spread the dryer sheet over the marble undercoated and then you spray white and the veins in the dryer sheet create the the negative space so that the veins show through of whatever color. So the red, for example, will show through as the veins of the of the marble and then the white is going to be the base color of the of the marble. So that should contrast. And Joe gave me the good idea of instead of doing metals, doing like, a, like an ice effect for all the metals on the models. Uh, so that should pop pretty nice. Um, and we'll see if it's ready as far as when I need it to be ready for. I kind of doubt I'm playing at NashCon, because even if NashCon happens, I'll probably be helping. I'm pretty close with the guy who runs it, Dave Griffin. And last year, I just did the live stream with, with Rob and Scrivo. Um, So, I doubt they're going to make it, but if they don't make it, that means even more that David's going to need help running it or having a live stream. So, I'll probably be conscripted into that. Um, but if I get to play, like, cool, I'll probably. I might have this Linesh ready, but I kind of doubt it. So, I might just take my old Stormcaster, the the half painted um, Skaven I've been playing.
3: Sweet. Without no, I have without to. Without a that, the, uh, the marble effect. Yeah, I'll,
0: I'm sure I'll post pictures of it. Uh, we'll see how it how it turns out.
3: But uh, yeah, uh, we'll do a little break and have a shout-out from, I think, a bunch of drunk guys from Prince George. So we will be back.
4: What's up? This is Josh from the Low-Ranked Family sending a shout-out to the beauties from Party at the All Points. Thanks for keeping Sigmar sexy.
5: Maybe Jeff pulled up my dad and went to go get cigarettes. <laughs> oh, yeah? So he's never coming back? <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> oh my, Jesus. Uh, Fucking great. All right. So um, normally,
0: that shit we just went through is like the meat and potatoes of our podcast. And the fact that you didn't record it just hurts me to such a deep level. Can you please at least send it to us so we can just have a like the Clipping Room floor episode that we
3: release on our show? <laughs> <Because> <laughs> yeah, you guys record an episode like once a <laughs> month, right? So I got to give you something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, crap. He'll I, of it.
3: We're uh, so going to
2: talk about John Anderson.
3: Keep no, going. not yet. We're going to steal a bit from your guys' <laughs> show. We had our listeners ask questions. Oh no, yeah, that's so, like we're two doing people that. asked for. And questions. I did it the exact same way as you guys did. I did it two hours before we went with the show. So
0: okay, I travel. respect that game. Recognized game. <laughs> <laughs> so
3: Jace asks. This is actually a serious question. He has a joke one after, but if you're going to travel to a big event where you would like to see the TO allocate prize funds. He's a TO organizer, obviously. Would you rather the funds go to better trophies, better prizes for top players, or better doorbusters or handouts? I don't care. I'm not going to win the tournament. So do you want the handouts then?
2: I don't care. No. Uh, I think
0: think raffles are fucking huge. There was a... So uh, Steve Herner runs an event in... He has, he runs two events holy havoc and and holy wars slaughter i don't know holy wars holy wars there we go thanks joe um and when you when you do certain things you earn a you earn a raffle ticket one of those things is losing a game right so when you when you win event like when you win the event or when you win. Best sports, for example, which I don't—I don't know anybody here who's won best sports. But anyway, um, if you when you, win, you win, best sports, I, I did. Win? I did win best yeah, sports at that yeah. event. Thanks for mentioning that, Joe. I'm glad. I, I'm glad that five dollars to your Venmo was worth something. Um, <laughs> when you <It> like- <laughs> when you podium, you don't actually get prize support. It's all for a raffle, and part of that's because Steve runs a fucking awesome event that's actually all the proceeds go to a local homeless uh, NGO right? It's like for for homeless teens. And so you're encouraged to donate money and get a bunch of raffle tickets. But when you lose games, you get raffle tickets. When you donate items to the raffle pool, you get tickets, stuff like that. And it's so much more engaging when the winners get a trophy. Everyone else is still involved for the raffle because they'll give out the The raffle part at the same time as awards, so you feel like you won something, and people clap for you. Which, by the way, is my number one fucking pet peeve in the world: when people (laughs) clap for raffle winners. You didn't do shit. Stop wasting my time. Keep calling and keep pulling people up to the front because I want to get out of here. I got to drive home. It's fucking Chicago, which takes eight hours to drive back to Nashville. Stop clapping for raffle winners.
2: Yeah, quit being happy. Yeah, you get get out of here. Anytime think- we're at a raffle, the rest of our lives, I'm clapping for the most amount of time possible.
0: Yeah, Absolutely, I mean that's a requirement at this point. Like, uh, I'm gonna so stab cruel. you in the neck with a ballpoint pen.
3: So then, Early. Jace's follow-up question was, "Fuck, marry, kill." Yes. Trudeau, Justin Trudeau, Donald Trump, Boris Johnson.
1: That's I know not who even, any of those
0: people not, are. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. Here we go. Here we go. Ready? I would. Uh, I would marry Justin Trudeau. Because you can't absolutely.
2: say you would really kill the
4: president of the United States. No, he's the most this palatable. He's the most palatable. I would <laughs> I have nothing to do with this.
0: Sure. That's fine. I would kill Boris Johnson. I would kill Boris Johnson because I'm allowed to say that I would kill a foreign PM. That's fine. And then I would fuck Donald Trump and I would assume he's really into uh choke play and just never acknowledge the safe word. <laughs> Plus, he's got nice titties.
3: <laughs> it depends. It depends. It really depends.
4: And Wearing uh, depends. depends you said? I'm sure he's doing that as well. He used to work um. with this
2: like 65-year-old man. man and he, he was like, hey, you want to ask me what 65-year-old pussy tastes like? I was like, fine. What does it taste like? He's like, depends. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I
5: mean, at least that was a, uh, you know, you got something good out of that. He didn't tell you what it really tasted like, so, you know. <laughs> no, he All right, did. Dane, he Dane he jumped in depends. here and
3: asks, uh, when will you give in to your desires and join me in the long embrace of Slenish?" I mean, as soon
0: as I get it painted, basically.
3: Yeah, he's like
0: already signed up. He's on the list. I'm never going to
3: play Slaenish until they get better mortal units. Uh,
0: I do I not understand what you mean. Slaves. Marauders are a fucking great mortals unit.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're really good in slaves. Good also, chaos
0: knights. Chaos knights are, chaos the knights are, are terrific,
2: especially yeah. if they have a even shrine. even marauders. Like I just sent Jacob a list today that I'm thinking about running for slaves, and it's like it's all Slaanesh.
5: Marauders, rules-wise, marauders are fucking hoss. Like they beat the dogs. Yeah, that, and stuff.
4: Oh yeah. Well, they're just very reliable unit. You get what you want from them.
0: Okay, sidebar here, real quick almost every army book is really easily abbreviated, right? KO, IDK, you know, um, Disciples, for example. S T D. However, yeah. when it comes to Slaves to Darkness, you've got the options of STD, which is like funny, or you can just call it Slaves, which is not okay.
5: Yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah, like I know okay. with, uh, Warhammer Weekly and go with the uh, S2D. Uh, S2D,
0: option. I think, is the best way to write it in text, but it's also yeah. cumbersome to say.
3: Isn't that why no one in Tennessee has any money though? Is because slaves paying back? I'm
0: not from here, Jeff. You go ahead and feel that.
5: (laughs) Mm. (laughs) No, (laughs) not on a ten foot pole. Not on our Warhammer podcast.
0: I'm
4: not gonna get into the
1: uh, issues of racial justice.
4: So
2: my plan for my slaves of darkness display board is a big white castle, so I can be like, white castle, we've got slaves.
5: <laughs> uh we're not oh. recording. I have a, a story about an army that I saw at a forty K tournament one time. It was probably oh, what was it
0: was it the Skaven Nazis?
5: Oh no yeah. bro, this was
2: because uh, I,
4: I did not know. see that coming. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about, Price.
5: You know the guy who made the army. Um I
4: didn't Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's terrible.
5: Yeah, it was it was real fucking bad.
4: <laughs> it was the next level of completely unacceptable. So did
0: it take a lot of concentration to finish that army? <laughs> Uh, uh, other direction, he, but
4: yeah. yeah other know. direction.
2: Oh, so there was dead Palestinians all over this one?
4: <laughs> no, there was um some pseudo fire trucks and let water see.
5: hoses. With officers had water, water hoses,
4: water hoses, oh, and yeah, that 911 themed.
5: And they were they were all yeah. uh, redemption no. models. All the officers were yeah. redemptionist models.
4: So. Yeah, and there was a bunch of the like car- Carnival of Chaos guys.
2: Yeah.
4: From Mordheim, if you remember them.
2: I'm not getting it. Can you be more plain?
4: I will I, I, I will be explicit. Uh... Was it Was it an inside job? Oh.
2: <sighs> no.
5: That's no. uh, the worst army Chaos I've ever seen. In, in the oh, entire...
2: wait a second. Was it like Selma themed? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes.
4: Or that. Similar to that.
2: Yeah. 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 Um, I would have threw that guy's army in the trash.
4: Uh that's basically yeah, what happened it was, it was really repugnant so i don't really want to give it any more you don't want to trivialize it recognition recognition that it needs but uh yeah it was it was grotesque so i'm glad it's gone but, but what's uh, interesting I mean, about was, what you guys was, was are saying is that
0: was literally it, joe's it, entire yeah, yeah. tournament experience when he played bolt action <laughs>
5: Speaking say, of it's... tournament experience, uh, I think we intended to talk about tournament etiquette tonight. Uh, so if you're listening for that at some point, we'll get to it. I don't know when. We'll,
1: we'll get but... to it eventually.
3: <laughs> Sorry for your loss. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, Price, we got another question from uh, Matt. I think his last name is Helm. You may know him. Uh, Price, why did Ash
2: threaten to kill you?
3: Uh, it's not actually I'll happened. tell that story. I'll gonna... tell that
2: story. Hang on. <laughs> I know the whole story. Price. <laughs> okay. So Price had set up a what's called a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> <laughs> and basically
0: It's not Joe, had, Joe It's a multi-level marketing corporation
2: Okay, yeah. so Price had set up A multi-level marketing corporation And Ash had submitted A large amount of his personal Savings to it, and then uh, When it came time to pay out uh, Price changed his name to Price And moved to Memphis But his real name actually His real name's actually Greg And he's from Boston
5: It's true <laughs> I have a very convincing <laughs> accent. Uh, I'm going to plead the fifth there because that story uh, involves someone else who uh, has a fairly big name in war gaming social media. Uh, so Bigger than your name?
0: Like, Vanderburg, is a lot of syllables.
5: It is. I, I found out that in New Jersey, uh, the most name, most characters in a name for your first name for your kid is 40. On a side note, if you guys are interested, so well, that's really
4: exciting. Thank you. Uh, it's important here's, here's
0: a listener question: In that I've listened to your show once, and I have a question. Um, how many <laughs> uh, how many degrees of like separation, or what's your how how closely related to you to the Winklevoss twins are you, Bryce? Uh,
5: I'm I'm sure somewhere uh, thereabouts. Uh, we we'll probably share some DNA. Sixth uh, I, would get, uh, six I I six wish that I was as rich as, as people thought my last name made me. Uh, <laughs> I'd be fucking rad. Um,
4: you know,
0: <laughs>
5: but I'm yeah, not he
4: kept so. some old sandwich shop money. Correct. <laughs> were,
0: I, were you the original
5: Mr. Pickles? Yeah. And that's my performer name. Um, but I haven't done that in a while. Uh,
2: yeah, my performer name was Sierra Mist.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm bleeding a fifth on Matt's question on that one. So what else have we got?
3: All right. Fair enough. Uh, he'll, you know, he'll bring you up for that one. Uh, next, we got a question from Book. Uh, what is the next step for Age of Sigmar at the tournament competitive level as well as for the lower and advancement of the game?
0: I think it's going to become an entirely podcast based game.
5: <laughs> yeah. just, just a lot of people talking about it is what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah.
0: people are going to realize Tabletop Simulator is not actually fun because it's oh. just a, it's a video game with bad graphics and bad gameplay. So it's going to become entirely hypothetical. Math Hammer is going to as, become as, the new Warhammer.
2: As someone who's played Tabletop Simulator, it, it kind of scratches the itch, but like, the problem with it is it's going to be that people are going to take the most possibly broke shit possible. Like, insane. Because if, you don't have to put the time in to paint 120 models. You don't have to paint, like, do any work for it. So, like, the yep. lists that are... Ridiculous that no one's going to actually play because they would take like a massive amount of hobby effort are going to come are what you're going to see in the tabletop simulator community. And uh, I think it's a good thing to like test out a list with a buddy. I think it's fine. Uh, for like, I played with my uh, I played with John Scribo from the Honest War Gamer, and I Hold played with other friends, yeah. Me and John he- played a game of Lord of the Rings, which was fun. So, like, just to get that game in with John that I would never really get. Yeah. Uh, was nice and then, then I also played Big Sean from Notorious AOS who lives in New Zealand so it's like yeah I can play my boy who lives literally on the other side of the world which is great um, but like to play it as just oh uh, this is my new this is just a warhammer it, I'm not going to do it
5: I agree It what. it's very fun for these times and doing something interesting with but it's definitely not a I don't. I don't find it to be a replacement. Our hobby is a very tactile and, and physical hobby. Uh, I will answer that question moderately seriously. If you guys haven't read Wrath of the Everchosen, like if you haven't read the lore in Wrath of the Everchosen, it's really cool. Talking about advancing the storyline, a lot of really neat stuff in there. Uh, we're taking time to sit down and and read that at some point. So,
0: on an actually serious note, I like taking taking the baton from you for there for a second. Um, Cubicle Seven just put out the AOS role-playing game, which is called Soulbound, and it is very fun, and in, in an era of I only see people on Zoom or Skype, playing D&D is scratching a huge itch for me, and all you can do is narrative. I mean, you can power game it if you want and, like, be like those guys from, uh, what's it called, the Best Damn Soulbound show or whatever, but, like, you know, it's about telling stories and, like, having fun, and it's really, it's actually a really good time. The, the game is super streamlined and straightforward um i would super recommend getting into that because then you can also forge your own narrative which is sort of what they want you to do with the game outside of tournament play anyway um would definitely recommend checking it out if you can't afford to download it just let me know because they give you 12 downloads with every purchase and copy but then also don't encrypt it so i have it uploaded to google docs um
2: don't
1: ask me
0: Yeah, yeah yeah let me know Okay. Okay. Jacob, can you tell me
2: more about Soulbound? Have you been playing it?
0: Yeah, Yeah. good question. Uh, Soulbound <laughs> is a, a traditional RPG. Instead of using a D20 system, it uses a D6 system with dice pools. So based on your skill level, you you roll more or fewer D6s and you have a certain number of dice based on those skills and a certain target so, level.
2: So if like I had like a two dice, you would say mine or fewer? Mine fewer?
0: Yes, yes, mine fewer. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> And um you know, actually, there's a pretty good. There's a there's a couple shows on Twitch that are doing it right now. There's one I think airs on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Central. I think it's called Soulbound so, and Sideways.
5: Yeah, I
2: was or, gonna so, ask you no, guys Soulbound down, down.
5: Yeah, it, it might a place be. Where I could it might be. Maybe watch some guys play it. Guys who also sometimes do
0: podcasts and you know are fairly. active. But yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's got it's got but, Dan from the Honest War Gamer. Yeah, can we get like a? I don't want just. I, I don't, don't
3: want just Americans playing. Like, can we get some diversity? Can we well, get it's great that Australian? you say that because has, the guy who runs that show
0: is Dan from The Honest War Gamer, who's Australian, but mm-hmm. lives in the same state or province as you. He lives in province. British Columbia.
1: It's, it's province.
0: Right, right. state. Um, uh, so anyway, yeah.
1: <laughs> province. <laughs> province. <laughs>
0: province. <laughs> province, right. Um, and also, I think Tristan Gray might be on that show, who's Tomb King Tristan. Yeah. I think he lives on Prince Albert's Island.
3: Prince Albert's yeah. Island. Yeah, no, I'm no, sorry. no. Uh, Newfies, everyone has so penis. He's
0: not, he's not really people, but you know, Newfies, yeah. right? <laughs>
3: they all have penis no, piercings. No, no, Newfies is yeah. the opposite end, but that's cool. We're good. <laughs> uh, Vuk's follow-up question was uh, also predictions for GHB 2020. Early calls for the biggest winners and losers. Yeah, Biggest winners, gonna Seraphon
2: and Zinch. <laughs> and biggest loser is probably somebody who's had a, a shit time already. Corn. Corn's going to get railed.
0: <laughs> right i here's my predictions are 20 point changes for the worst units in the game and probably in the wrong direction
5: yeah i think that's probably accurate some new missions uh hopefully we can get away from uh half the fucking book missions being oriented long ways instead of <sighs> or you know short table edge to the long table edges it's like guys at tournaments no one wants to play short table edge missions it's a nightmare go so back to long table edge missions the worst
0: yeah. age of Sigmar tournament i've ever been to and that's including the atc before we met price where there were eight or 14 people um was the triumph gt in new jersey and it was held in a boys and girls club or a Fucking no, police, police academy. The
1: poli- yeah,
2: the police, gymnasium. Uh, the police uh, athletic league. For-
0: there we go. And it was a dry venue. Now, they didn't oh, say anything fuck. about oh, hard man. drugs, but it was a dry venue. <laughs> now, I, I will say, because that was the worst tournament I've ever been to. They had so few players, because they, they were planning for like 100, 150 people. They had 30 Age of Sigmar players, so every table was an island, and it was amazing, because if we played
2: was, those... We were like... You get social distance at that tournament. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
5: that's the only way to make those missions work. Because uh, God, I just—I remember when I got GHB twenty nineteen. I was like, "Why are so many of these deployment zones the wrong way?"
0: Right. They changed a lot of the normal missions that were fine and just had problems with where the objectives were placed. And like, oh, we're gonna fix this by turning the table sideways. And I'm like, like fuck. mother fuck. So ah. now to move half my units, I have to walk around the table and slide past thirty fucking neckbeards.
5: Yep. Ah. Uh, so hopefully that—that's my prediction—is that maybe we'll get uh, we'll get correct deployment zones. I don't know if it's a prediction, but it's my wish list for sure.
3: My wish list is for Night Hunt to get back on top.
0: Uh, Legion of Grief legit. is great. That's
3: nope, Night Hunt. Night. Uh, yes,
0: yeah, that's the same thing. Also, uh, Erstwood. What's his name? Um, uh, well, uh Ben, uh, ben Sava. Sava. Ben Sava. Benjamin Sava. Benjamin has won, uh, has won tournaments Benjamin. with it, so uh, Night Hunt is still so real strong.
3: Tony Gonzalez? Who? Or Alex Gonzalez.
0: Oh, the one who runs Adepticon.
3: Uh, is he? No. No. He There's does.
0: two Alex Gonzalez's.
5: Yeah, no, it's, okay. it's not this one. It's the he did really well at LVO/ Can
0: I say? Actually, Joe and I Joe and I met Alex Gonzalez of West Coast Warhammer and some 40k notoriety at LVO and holy god, that man could Like I would let him hold my hips and let me shout, "I'm king of the world!" on the on the like the prow of the Titanic.
2: I don't remember. I I was really fucked up at LVO.
0: I think
5: we
1: (laughs)
0: should
5: be.
3: If you listen to our last episode, he was our guest. Oh,
2: I'm I'm not gonna do that. But um, I I appreciate your
5: honesty at a bare (laughs) minimum.
2: That's it for (laughs) user questions.
0: (laughs) Well, you guys have very few listeners. Okay. No, we we haven't invited you. <laughs> yeah. this was all a very not subtle ploy to get two more listeners so we can listen to the episode that we're on yes,
2: this, this is, is like exactly. running your soulbound campaign on the warhammer weekly channel
0: standing all on right. the shoulders of giants
2: we're gonna take no, it it a break we're standing gonna
3: listen to some more people taking a break listen to more people shout out
2: and gone Hi, right, this is Robin from Blow Ranking Family in Prince George BC. You're listening to Party at the All Points. Enjoy responsibly.
3: I
0: want to ask this question on the air, so luckily you're recording everything. On a scale of 1 to 10.
2: And we are back. Alright.
0: One cool. being What's up, guys? One being a total waste of time, and 10 being, uh, you wish you hadn't invited us on. How how much is this going exactly as you expected it to, Dalton? <laughs>
3: <Okay>. <laughs> like, 11? <11. laughs> like, I knew. You even saw that, too, in our messaging back and forth. It was like I knew what I was getting into. Like, I, I fully know. And the fact that you asked for show notes, I was like, wait, maybe there's a little hint of like professionalism in this man. No,
1: there is- <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I'll give you. I'll that give you the secret.
0: It. I'll give you the secret since you're not actually recording. Secret is when you get one of us on the show, we're actually both very focused. But when you get us together, we enable the shit out of each other. And by that, oh. I mean I ask Joe to tell all of the awful stories that he shouldn't tell on the air, and then he usually tells yeah. them anyway.
1: Yeah.
0: Be like a salesman. Are- and <laughs>
2: we are... Burk, 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 burk. This is the last of my Tom Collins. Hang on, let me just finish it. Oh, no. Yeah, I just finished mine, too.
0: Yeah, you guys won't like Sober Joe. He's that's very two existential. Six, that's a 2-6 of Jim
3: right
0: now. We're good. God, My wife hates right, me.
3: On to the main topic of
2: the night, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Parking <laughs> ordinances in Manitoba.
1: Dude, it's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> they
2: still want alternate side here. I just can't believe it. The good and bad of tournament behavior.
3: With tournaments starting up with everything going forward, especially down in America, which I like, yes, uh, we want to... Five experienced gamers in tournament scenarios want to give their opinion on what not to do and what to bring to the table and your expectations. And we will start off with what not to bring to the table. So... Uh, Jeff, Jeff, let's go with you. what do you what do you got man? let's 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 hear some bad experiences and what not to bring to the table. Tell us the worst game of tournament
0: Warhammer or forty k you've ever played, the guy's name where he lives,
4: what he played, all <laughs> of it. okay, i will I will do this sans the name and where he lives because I don't remember and I didn't want to find out. Um, Jeff, I got your back, you know that right? i know buddy i believe in you uh but uh let's i'm not really into throwing shade on people unnecessarily but um so this was an lvo uh game and by the way i loved my experience at lvo loved it and um even the
3: three hour wait in between missions
4: you know what it, whatever man it, it I, I'm i not going to sweat stuff like that. It happened. We all,
2: we all, all got doxxed. It happened at, at CanCon 2. You don't have to worry about it.
4: Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, everybody else got really seriously butthurt about that. I didn't really care. It was, yeah, I got you know. Nobody, like, what do you do? It was nobody's fault. So, fuck it, man. But anyway. Um, so, I played a guy, and he entered the match with just a really, really sour attitude. And he just, like, was really untrusting and really negative from the get-go. And it just soured the entire experience. He eventually, like, I was playing a really frustrating army that, um, you know, kind of triggered people that didn't know what they were in for. So, you know, I kind of expected it, but uh, he eventually –
2: Chef, Chef, what were you playing?
4: (laughs) I was playing um, the New Sisters of Battle. Um, I was going to say, it doesn't sound like Stormcast oh, are really bad. No,
2: it's strong. 40k. Never mind. I don't care anymore.
4: Stormcast <laughs> are ridiculously bad. But, uh, uh... No, it was New Sisters of Battle with a, uh... Basically an Imperial soup with some Blood Angels and some Iron Hand successors. Um, Borderline met a popular list since the Sisters of Battle chunk. But, uh, they were the lion's share of that army, and they had the Ignore Ren thing, and, um... The guy was playing uh, some towel guys, and uh, he was in a really—he had a really bad attitude, and he just was confrontational and aggressive to begin with, and it just soured the entire match. He eventually lost his cool and started stuff, and I was just like, "You need to calm the fuck down, or you need to quit." So and Jeff, Jeff,
1: can I can I uh,
2: a, a ask a question real quick? But sure, do you find that happens more in the forty K
4: community than it does in the AOS community? Um, no, I, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't see it that way. I'm sure other people do. Um, I think that has to do with personality and not to do with the game. And you have a mix of people in every game, so you know, I don't. I don't think it's necessarily. 40K isn't any worse at generating bad behavior than than AOS is. So I don't really fault a particular game for that. I I fault the guy's mentality and perhaps the conditions. So I don't want to – take the high road,
3: Jeff. Wait, take the
4: high road. Well, I mean, you know, I don't want to shit on the guy. You know, he may have been having a bad day. And I would want someone to um, just, like, after everything has passed and the the blood has come down a little bit, to just let it go. So –
0: so you would know, you say he was, was, was he salty about the, the list? Well, he was salty about everything. The
4: way, I mean, like, okay. he was like, I was moving my guys. And he's like, you can't, like, he was like, bickering every single little thing. And I mean, and I'm not a sloppy player, but he was like, you know, he was like, hurry up. That's out of range. And like, and it was in range. He's like, you can't see. And I could. And it was just like, he was just trying to bully. He was so He
0: was absolutely huh? looking for every reason to disagree with yeah. you.
4: Yes. And he was just being super argumentative and he had he did not ever deliver on the front end. I
3: totally
0: so lost he, you until the word's front end. Can you say that again,
4: yeah, I'm sorry. It's actually really good though. <laughs> well, I mean, he did not he did not deliver the presumption of trust. Hmm. You know, he didn't just assume that I was being honest, which right. you should in my opinion. If you want to have a good game and you want to generate positive reactions to yourself you need to assume trust and you need to uh you know expect it for yourself you know so if i can't if i'm playing a game with you and i can't leave during your movement phase to go to the bathroom and expect you to be honest about what you've done then we probably don't need to be playing you know if i can't run off and go pee real quick while you're doing your movement then you know i'm going to give you that trust and um He did not give that to me, and so it started everything off real negative, and it just went downhill from there when he started to realize that he was losing, and uh, I ultimately did beat him, and he got really, really mad, and so, you know, that one was probably one of the worst because he was really aggressive, and it was in a high-pressure environment, so... Can I ask you how he how how did he act
0: towards the end of the game? Like when he knew he had lost and it was time to go, how did he, he act at that
4: point? Petty. Super petty. Like it what? Can you can you for instance it? Um, he was like he left a gap for me to to wrap one of his guys so that he couldn't fall back. Right. Yep. And um, he got super mad and like physically moved the models to close the gap and picked up my guy and moved him out, you know. And I was like, look, man, I planned this. I saw your gap and I made made my moves because I knew that was there, you know. And he got super mad about it because he didn't realize that he had made a critical error and I was about to capitalize on it. And it pretty much like that was the dagger that sealed it, you know, like after I locked up one of his units and he couldn't fall back, he was fucked and it was shows over you know like any glimmering hope of a chance of somehow coming back by getting killmore consistently uh it was gone after that and so, uh
2: jeff, jeff what he, he round got, was he
4: it really revolted i don't want to say that because then you'll be able to
1: pin him down
2: oh you People, don't want to say what round? Of, well like can you tell me like at like were either of you in the shot of a podium or going to the bracket because that was for it, LBL, was, it
4: right? was early in the it was early in the tournament.
2: You got so like,
4: game? it was early in the tournament. What's had, that? Yeah, had,
2: had either of you lost the game yet?
4: I had not. Uh, actually, neither of us had. We were both okay. undefeated at the time. So,
2: you're so. Still in contention. Was
4: it yeah? We were still, we were still in contention. We had both had a draw, and you were not, you weren't out with a draw. Um.
2: So like, so like, what I'm trying to gauge in asking these questions is more of a was this dude like getting his hopes dashed or was it like, so like having a draw doesn't take you out of contention, but it takes your likelihood of being in contention out. And it, it like that kind of, even though I don't agree that that uh, particularly makes like your actions like a good, like a positive or negative, like you can kind of like put yourself in the other person's shoes. And uh, it just sounds like the guy was having a bad day. And he took it out on you, which is a shitty fucking thing to do.
4: Yeah, I mean, like, i that's – it was later, and we were still in contention. Oh, so it was uh, game three.
2: Good to know. All right. <laughs> a, it was game three. Touching, right, you stupid ba- bitch. <laughs> Let me go on my, my, my <laughs> premium Best Coast pairings because I love giving Garrett Malarani money, and um, I'll figure out what his Malarkey? name is.
4: Garrett Malarkey. <sighs> anyway, that was that was a very negative experience he did not afford me the basic respect that you do for any opponent um and you know what i mean he eventually crossed the line and i had to shut him down by moving your models well no when he started cussing at me oh fuck i was like all right that's it enough yeah you know like I, i get he he was getting mad and everything and you know I don't want to agitate him anymore, so I'll tolerate some things. But, uh, you know, no, when he started the open disrespect and, like, going off on me about all sorts of shit and making personal attacks, it was like, all right, show's over. Yeah. You know, you need, to, you need to relax and calm the fuck down or, you know, I'm going to call a judge and you're going to be walked out of here. It's so, it's so alien to me to think about
0: actively making someone feel bad about an experience at the table. Like, I have had people who are passive-aggressively taking advantage of games and taking advantage of situations, but even then, I'm too – and, like, maybe this is me being a pushover, but, like, I don't want to give them a bad experience. I'm not going to call them out and, like, make them feel like a bad person for it. But it sounds like this guy was, like, actively working to make you feel bad about how the game turned out. Well,
4: he was just mad. I think he went in and expected to win – and I shocked the shit out of him. And then combined with the conditions and everything else, he just reacted incredibly poorly. And yeah. then coupled with, I think, based on some of the comments he made and the things he was saying, his personality mm. just didn't jive with the situation.
0: Sure. Was and it so- Dave Inman? Me.
4: Beg pardon? Was it Dave Inman? I don't remember
0: his name, and I'm not going to tell you. I'll take that as a yes. Not David That, from that, wasn't,
4: that wasn't his name. That wasn't his name. <laughs> but either way, he said that I mean, real fast. I think okay. it was That's his name. Thing.
5: Price. One thing. Price. What up? oh am i talking uh uh yeah <laughs> tournaments no i'm kidding um i'm gonna go a slightly different route uh, i've played a couple of games that
2: what happened to what chef was saying yeah what the fuck i thought price I was gonna, gonna jump, jump in on that oh chef, no
4: dayton's tired hey, of hearing she- me so i'm just not gonna no it. chef, chef there, hang on it. oh no i'm gonna to say,
2: say- <laughs> i'm a guest as i'm allowed to talk right now because i'm a guest
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. chef
4: do you want me yeah. to tell that
2: guy to stick a musket in his mouth
4: no, it's okay. No. I'm, I, Listen, you, know,
2: you want to talk I, shit to my man, Chef? I'll break both your legs. Yeah, I just met, met, him, I
0: met him today for the first time in my whole life. <laughs> but let me tell you something right now.
2: All right, I'm gonna find out what your mother cooks on Sunday. I'm gonna cook it better than her. That's all I'm gonna do. First, I'm gonna off, take your off, off, mother, Joe Cryer, to
0: a nice seafood dinner, and we're gonna eat beef oh. together. And I will never call her back.
2: Dorothy uh, Cryer is a saint. Don't you talk about it? I will Dorothy show up Crier. in a
0: gold spandex set of boy shorts.
2: <laughs> All right. Secondly, secondly, English? Chef, my man Chef. Listen, the guy might have lost some money the night before in Vegas. Maybe he was a little butthurt about it. It doesn't Maybe. make an, but it doesn't make it an excuse for him to sacrifice your good time because he's having a bad time. So we're gonna tell this guy who I don't know the name of, but it might be Whatever Jacob said, i'm going to come for you, you better not sleep, you better grow eyes in the back of your fucking head because I'm coming for yeah, you
4: yeah.
2: all right I'm, and when I'm I do i'm going to punch you in the throat so you can't breathe anymore. Right? But, but in all
0: seriousness, like, like no one's no one's threatening physical violence over bad games, but the thing except is me it's, right, except for Joe um, but like if you if you're having a bad day. And, and you don't think you can handle having a game that you think you're going to win and you're going to lose, you should excuse yourself from the fucking tournament. Like, I, I never advocate for people to drop from tournaments because I think we need as many people as possible playing all five or six games. And if you go 0-5, fuck it. You go 0-5, but you showed up to play Warhammer. You didn't show up to win. You should show up to play Warhammer, and winning is a fun afterthought. And if you don't think you can show up and play like an adult if you don't think you can play a children's toy soldier fucking game like an adult and take a loss like a fucking man, you probably shouldn't be here. Go play StarCraft, pwn some 14-year-old Korean kids, and like, be butt hurt somewhere else.
5: Let's be you're not if, if you're getting Korean real mad kids. at if
0: you're getting real mad at
5: Warhammer, you're not beating fourteen year old Korean kids at Starcraft either, you're right? Because the they're
0: cause they're click because they're per second, uh, fucking yeah. They're, you're out, they're
4: way that you. even worse. Oh, yeah. So
2: <laughs> no, but like I want to stick to like, checkers. All right, listen. Anyone who has who we list tonight as a bad game, we're coming for you. That's it. Joe, I really hope
0: I really hope your story is about the club game we played where I fucking pinched my my wild rider so they couldn't
2: charge. No, it's going to be about Boston Rob Price. Let's hear about yours. Yeah,
3: Price, you're yep. you might have to piece out. So let's hear about you before you take I, off.
2: I'm fine. I'm I, again,
5: my work is nearly worthless. Uh no, my worst one. I'm going to go a slightly different road. Um, I've had some
0: ATC round three.
5: It actually is ATC, but it's not round three uh i it was round four is my round four game i don't give a shit if you figure out who the guy is i don't remember his name so i am a social guy i like to talk i like to have fun i like to chat at the table and i want my opponent to feed that back to me it's really important because if i just wanted to play a game for the sake of playing a game there's a lot of things i'd do instead of playing of sigmar because holy shit it's expensive um and so i get to the table and i'm trying to have banter with the guy i'm trying to introduce myself I'm trying to get it going, and there's just nothing, right? No energy feeding back whatsoever. Uh, and so I, I keep trying to talk to him, right? I, I tone it back down because I just played Jacob, uh, and we hit it off all things considered pretty well, as well as you can hit it off with a dude who you watch swallow of dice uh, and then worry about <laughs> his gastrointestinal health. Um, but I'm trying to talk to the guy, and I'm just getting nothing back. I'm getting no reaction whatsoever it, it, to the point where we're getting on in the game, and I realize that this guy's just not interested in – I guess, having a good time, for lack of a better term. But we even get to the point where I'm a big intent communicator when I play games. So I'm going to tell you, hey, I'm putting this model here. The intent is that I am six inches away from you. So when we get to rolling this charge, we know what that looks like. We play the game and I'm like, cool, this is happening. And if you tell me that, like there's a couple of times where you told me, you know, this is what I want to do. And then roll a charge and say, cool, let's rock and roll. Let's go for it. I'm fine with that movement.
0: Right. You don't measure it again
5: right but then he wants to remeasure all of my charges right so we get to that point where I'm rolling my charges with the same intent and he's like I don't actually know if that's six inches which is what she said but um it's like we agreed to that a few minutes ago during the movement phase and so now all of a sudden it's a little different It was just one of those things where for me the game is about camaraderie and I couldn't get any camaraderie going in that game which is for me a really big like it dulls the game out for me a lot it makes a takes a lot of fun away from it, and it ruins the social contract elements of a game for me.
0: For sure. What was he playing?
5: Uh, he's playing Gloomspite Gits, of all things, which <laughs> you would think is like a I don't know, if, I, I guess I feel like a stereotype of Gloomspite Gits players would be that they're kind of fun and goofy and...
3: Well, Destruction in general tend to be more funner games. Uh,
5: until Iron Jaws came out, and now everybody and their brothers just jumping <laughs> on the fuck you with Iron Jaws list. But yeah, like I said, I don't mean to suggest that like it's the worst game I've ever played. But to me, a big part of tournament etiquette is mirroring your opponent, right? So if your opponent is interested, and if if it's not what you want to do, right, like if you're a lower energy guy, at least kind of acknowledge what's going on and, and still try and find a middle ground because it should be fun for both of you, right? Like the game should be fun for, for both people, obviously lists and results notwithstanding because those things can have an impact. But even then, like if you're losing a game or if you're winning a game either way, your demeanor really shouldn't, in my opinion, change drastically. Like you should still keep the same sort of energy and excitement level because nothing's worse too than like, cause in this game, I, I ended up picking up the win. And as I started, as things started to go my way, you could tell he was getting less and less into it, and it really sucks the fun out of, like, for me, like the one freaking win I got at ATC. It, the guy's just, like, sour the entire time.
0: You went one and three with Slanesh? Bro, that Slanesh list was terrible.
5: That was the one I had with Kairos. That wasn't the one I took to Nashcon. Uh, I'd also played, like, three games with that
2: list. so. Thank you, Price. You made me feel better. My <laughs> problem. <laughs> No,
5: it was a significantly different list than the one I ended up taking in Ashcon shortly thereafter. But yeah, like I said, for me, I, I'm the social element of the game is really important. I, I fuck if I win, like it's great to get a trophy, but man, I need to have a good time playing a game. So with the table. it's a lot.
2: It's a lot harder to to learn to win. I mean, to lose with grace than it is to win with grace. Yeah. I mean, everything is easy to be like, well, it's all right. But when you're, you know, uh, when you're, you're showing out on top, but yeah. when you're not um, it's hard to, to suck up that, that tough loss, um, and, and be okay with it. Uh, that being said, it's no excuse for people who, uh, are sort of losers, you know, having a hard time, but, um, it's, it's, it's super tough, right? Cause like I've been there at tournaments where I'm on like, uh, an hour of sleep and I have a wicked hangover.
3: Don't nope. so get
2: used
0: for this guy. This is ATC. I was the only person drinking hard.
1: Yeah. Jacob, um, can, a, can you put
3: down the scratching on the audio? Thanks.
0: Oh, is that super
2: loud? But, but it, sounds, it sounds like this guy <laughs> I'm was sorry. a pussy.
0: I think, I <laughs> so, think the commonality you can take I'm from, both, kill him. From, from both j and Prince's games is it sounds like people get expectations of winning games either before the game starts or or mid game there's a there's an expectation of i'm gonna win and then that becomes connected to their their experience or how they perceive the idea of i'm gonna have fun it's like i'm, oh, I, think well. I'm, gonna, I'm I think i'm gonna win therefore i'm having fun
2: right yeah, right very... and
0: whenever whenever you connect those two things you're in for trouble because every tournament has the same number of people who go 0 and five as people who go five and oh and the average is going two and three or three and two, which means if you go three and two, that means probably five hours of your tournament, right? If every game is two and a half hours, five hours of your tournament, you're not having fun. What the fuck is the point of paying 65 or $70 to, so to not have fun for five hours and then to actually have fun for seven and a half hours? You can't, you can't equate winning with fun, I think is the bottom line I'm hearing from these two experiences so far.
5: Yeah, I would agree 100%. It's very important to, uh, it's very important not to tie your expectations of the tournament to your results.
0: Totally. What
5: about right. you,
3: Dalton? Oh, shit. Me? We're going to end off with the YouTube? Oh, yeah. Uh, of
2: course. It's our show.
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. To start off with, I know my negative in a tournament scene. Is when I'm getting my dick kicked in real hard I tend to get quiet now I know that about myself but I still try to engage with my opponent I still try to smile I still try to stay with it but when I'm getting completely fucking smashed and I don't have much of a game I get pretty quiet
2: I do the nope. same thing so it's okay yeah
3: I, I, I work on that I try to give them as much as possible and at some point, when it's really gone, I just start laughing it off. and You just got to go forward. Uh, but a bad experience for me, I would have to say, would be in 40K, believe it or not.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, LVO this year, my fourth round opponent. So I was two – no, I was one, one, and one. So I'm facing an opponent with a similar record because that's the way the Tyrians go. And he shows up with a super asshole list. Now this You can relate to any kind of gaming system you want. If you show up with the super meta, super asshole list, not engaging, it's going to smoke you off the table. It doesn't want to play objectives. It doesn't want to do anything. It just wants to erase you off the table. I looked at his list and I was like, okay, fine. Whatever. It's going to be one of those games. Whatever. Uh, if I get first turn, maybe it's going to be a game. So we start setting up terrain and the center objective, there's an objective in the very center of the table. There's, now the terrain is already set up. So it's on the objective. You can't have objectives in the terrain. So I say, Hey, look at, we'll go one to three. It goes left. It goes four, five, six. It goes right. So it's even before even deployments even done. He's like, yeah. So I roll it. Uh, it goes left and I start placing it. And he's like, no, no, we don't even know deployment yet. I'm Like, yeah, that, that's the point. It's even. And he's like, no, man, I, I don't agree with this. This, It's not fair. I have even chosen deployments yet. I'm like, okay, fuck, fine, whatever. (laughs) So we do deployment and then we do that. So basically, at the end of the day, when he started giving me that attitude and I knew that his list was already an asshole list and he showed up with an asshole attitude and just being up front, I was like, no, man, it's yours. I just walked away from the tournament because I've walked away from that game. Cause I didn't want to spend the next three hours of my time dealing with an asshole. Like basically what I'm saying from this is, is if you show up with an asshole list, which is fine, cause that's the game system. If you want to show up to win, that's awesome. But come with an attitude of understanding. If you show up with an asshole list and you have an asshole attitude to back it up, like uh, that's not what I'm here for. You know what I had instead, I went and grabbed some beers I went and socialized with my teammates, seeing how their games were going. And I had a really good time. I turned that three hours of what was probably going to be bullshit into just like a really good time. So that would be my negative, most negative experience in a tournament. This is
2: really hard to take serious from you because the picture you have as your background is your dick and it's right <laughs> yeah, on your shoulder. How do you know? <laughs> and
3: my I head's just... cut off. You know that. You know...
2: <laughs> I know it's your dick. It's two
3: inches. You know it's my dick. I know you, but you're the only
4: one that would take that picture and then keep it it's on facebook
0: hey man a man spank bank is a personal thing
4: (laughs) (laughs) i love me so much
0: (laughs) what i what Um, i do appreciate though even though you you've identified this as like a bad game is you were able to turn it into a positive right you took you took this awful experience that could have sucked up three hours of your life in an awful negative experience you're like you know what i'm good this is not important to me what's important to me is seeing my friends and making friends and hanging out and getting drunk
3: and he turned around like once i kind of gave it to him too yeah it was a self-realization that you could see in his face i was like you know what no matter this game is yours he's like what i'm like yeah i'm forfeiting this game is all yours he's like well how many points do i get i'm like you get max points other than bonus he's like i'm like 36 points here we go let's do the score so we start writing it up and then you just see it in his face. He's like, he, he understood what he was portraying. And then I was—he he's was like, well, you, do you want me to buy you a beer afterwards? I'm like, no, I don't want to have a beer with you. I didn't want to play a game with you. I don't want to have a beer with you.
2: Yeah, and that's the real victory is making him feel like shit. Maybe he went home and beat his wife over that. And that's like a double. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At least kicked his uh, dog. Hey, I
5: literal- expect
2: a kick dog after that. <laughs>
5: A literal double whammy, you know. He hit her with a two-piece and a biscuit, right? Like, you know, hit her with a two shots.
1: Which <laughs> is funny
3: too, because I was I was friends with all the to like all the judges for the LVO, and I told them about it afterwards, and they were like, "Why didn't you just call us over? We would handle it." I'm like, "No, man, it, this is how I did it." And they're like,
2: "Yeah, it's, yeah, it's you, actually the, probably the better way to do it." You're you're a big boy, and like. <laughs> What are judges going to do? Come over and make you guys play a game when you guys are. You just call the judge over to for yeah. the guy? Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all
1: Honestly, right, Jacob, what was.
2: I, if I have
0: to call a judge and it's not like something one of us is a little unsure on and we want to just make sure we get it right, if there's an actual disagreement, like, and I've called a judge, this game is already over in my head.
1: Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah.
2: Um, Jacob, what was your worst game, Pud?
0: Well, so. I've had a bunch of them because I'm, like I've mentioned before, I'm a bit of a pushover. I'm not good at confrontation. I'm getting better at it by being on a podcast with your confrontational ass. But um, it's, so every time I have a bad term experience, it's because someone does something, I call them on it, and I don't do it confrontationally enough, and I don't stand my ground enough. But I call them on it, and then they say, no, I didn't do that. And that's the thing that I'm hearing from Dalton, from Joff, and from Prince is that like people, people <laughs> will do X. You say you're doing this thing and that clashes with their self identity of who they are. So they turn around and they gaslight you about the shithole of their being right. Gaslighting isn't a
2: thing. You just made that up.
0: <laughs> oh man. <laughs> gaslighting really? The man about gaslighting. I must, that's I meta. must be the problem here. See, I do it every time. No, but like uh, Dalton, it sounds like your opponent, did X, agreed to X, and then you said, hey, you can't do that. He's like, I'm not doing that. I don't know what you're talking about, right? Same thing with Jeff, right? Like your, your opponent came to you and said, the things you're doing, which are agreed upon in the rules are not how the rules work, right? Prince, you operated on the assumption that intent mattered and you stated your intention. And then when, when it came time to, to actually make those things happen, he called into question the reality that you were living. And that's exactly what happens to me pretty much every time someone will do something deceptive, be it removing a model in uh, when, when removing casualties. And then I say like, Oh, it looks like you've actually got a bunch of models that are out of coherency. You're going to have to remove a bunch of those. And they say, no, that didn't happen. Or when they, they move models improperly using a cunning ruck at Nashcon 2018.
2: And oh, yeah. I know who you're talking
0: about. Yeah, exactly. And like, they move models. I'm like, hey, that doesn't seem like that's the same unit. They're like, nope, that's the same unit, right? Gaslighting me about my understanding of the things they're doing wrong. And so to be completely upfront, like I'm really bad at owning my mistakes. And if I fuck something up, my first response is to convince you I didn't fuck that up. And then I'll look at it afterwards and be like, ah, oh, did I do that wrong? Maybe, but at least I won the game, right? So like, that's the same problem a lot of people have. And owning your mistakes, so like, um. Another good example is one at, at LVO. Wow, funny that all of us had really shitty games at LVO.
4: <laughs> I had a good time at LVO. I, right, we didn't know. all generate
0: Actually, I did not actually want this also game. So to be fair, I just realized the game I'm talking about fair. was actually at Nova. Um, you know I asked the guy, what do what do your units do? I haven't played against your army, and he gave me X, Y, and Z. And then so I have an understanding of how these things work. I start playing off of that and then says, Oh, actually also this, right? So he's adding things, he's he's telling me my understanding wasn't real. And also when I called him on Arcanauts having brave six, he's like, No, they definitely have brave seven. And I'm like, I'm not gonna fucking check your work. If you need to win by by not battleshocking off, then that's that's what you need to do. Right? But people who set up expectations one way, be it telling you what you understood about the game was wrong, or be it um, you know, changing changing the, the measuring stick halfway through a game, that's the biggest thing to me. And that's also and like, I know Joe alluded to this earlier that like we used to play a little bit of Malifaux is like the gotcha moment was built into the mechanics of Malifaux. Because if you didn't understand your opponent's rules perfectly, there was no way you could see what their strategy was coming in. And it feels super bad. You feel so dumb when someone got a strategy off on you, that they planned the whole time and you couldn't see it coming because you didn't know what all their shit does. And it's the same thing in iOS. Like if you don't know what to expect, it feels so bad and you end up nursing this, this resentment towards this person because they took advantage of either you believing them or they took advantage of the fact that you're gullible enough or like a passive enough person not to confront them on them being a shitty person and changing and like moving the goal the goalposts on you. Gets off soapbox. Here's more beer. Yeah.
1: No, I, I mean, did no, not I...
0: see that coming.
5: <laughs> I, I... I'm sure that Joe's, uh, Joe's story is going to be uh, better than all the rest of ours, uh, because Joe just, you know, probably threatened to kill a guy at the end of his the game. Um, but I think the core here that we've seen is that it, intent and honesty are, are are a big deal, right? Like, especially in a fucking minis gaming game.
0: I really hope well, Joe's bad me- game is about you, Prince.
5: It it very well could be. Uh, I mean, he at some point during our NASHCON game uh, looked at me and he was like, I will fucking karate kick you uh, after this game's over. So,
4: (laughs) I mean, I think Uh, if you treat everybody the way you want to be treated, every game will end in a reasonably decent fashion. You know, just treat people the way you want to be treated.
2: Yeah, but some people are just assholes, dude. And that just happens. (laughs) Um, I would say my worst game at AOS is not my worst game of tabletop wargaming. My worst game of tabletop wargaming is from Warhammer Fantasy Battles. Um, So I'll tell that really quick. But I played a guy named Quentin Bond, the last QCR ever. Now, Quentin Bond was a friend of our club. We, We had hung out with him a bunch of times. Quentin Bond probably weighs... 550 pounds
1: conservatively
2: Yeah, Um, Q is a generally okay tolerable guy starts talking politics he's an idiot he's um, so we were playing round three at QCR it was last QCR ever so Warhammer Fantasy Battles was already dead
0: Age of Sigmar Um, had already come out at that point it was like a month old
2: AOS was out right so we're playing at QCR we're playing square based and QCR did an optional hobby hero. So that meant you couldn't win the tournament. You weren't supposed to get over 10th place, right? Um, so it was just like, I'm going here to play good games of Warhammer. So I said, you know what, dude, I'm going to do that. That's what I'm going to do. I, I said to my, my buddy, Mike Hengel, who runs the event, I said, Hengel, build me a soft comp orcs and goblins list. That's what I want to play. I didn't get to paint my, my ONG I wanted to play them. Build me that list. I'm going to play Hobby Hero. I'm just going to go and have a good time. So it's round three. I am 2-0, and o, and I'm playing Q. And uh, Q was drinking, like, you know those big 40-ounce beer steins? The, like the massive beer steins? With the, with the lid on them and everything? The Well, <laughs> like, no, like, the, it was an open glass. But he oh. had drank, like, three Like, think about, those. like, when you
0: order a pitcher for the table.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. that he drank three of those of
1: margaritas
2: (laughs) and like, like, you know how in Warhammer it was fantasy. I don't know if you guys played, but it was kind of like really clear what was going on in the game. Cause like, if I'm physically touching your models, that means we're in combat and I charged you and he would be like, you didn't charge me. I'd be like, my fucking models are touching your models, dude. Like, so I don't know what to tell you. So like that happened a lot in our game. And then the whole time, he kept screaming, witness me, and spraying himself with silver, <laughs> like, uh, confectionery paint <laughs> <laughs> on his face. His face is all, like, gray, silver. Yeah. So, um, that was, and, like, I remember being, like, if you need this game that bad, you win. I don't care. You're, you're giving me the, a bad time. Of, like, what's going to be, like, the last time playing the game that I love? Like, why are you, why are you being such a fucking asshole?
0: Flash forward like, to 2020, where Joe still hasn't gotten over not getting to play Warhammer Fantasy Battles, and it, it literally is the last game of the game you loved.
2: The last game was at uh, Alamo, but oh, that's right. It was like one of. It was super. You know, I mean, like that tournament was great, but it was just like he was being a dick, so it, was, it made me feel really negative, right? So now my worst AOS experience was playing Rob. And uh, say his last name?
0: should we just go yeah. for it?
2: Yeah, I can't remember. Prosecca. Prosecca. Pris- Proshe. Rob Prosecca. He's from Boston. He's actually not a bad guy. Um, but he did one thing that is something I would never do. He saw me make a mistake. And instead of pointing the mistake out, he opened his rule book to that point and bookmarked the page. <laughs> so then so when he's it came to remind up, you afterwards? So yeah. So then <laughs> but when he it came knew up, it was going to be an argument. He knew it was going to be an argument, so he opened the page and like just handed me the rule book, and I was just like, "You know what, man? You're a fucking asshole. That's a fucked up move. You gotcha me. That's not beating me. That's that's gotcha someone. Like, which is something in AOS that really isn't a thing. It's like, like I don't think I think you could say like this is what this unit does, and then once you put it on the table, it's on the table, dude. Like, that's what it does. And if you forget that's your problem but to be like yeah i never told you about that but this is how this works here i'm gonna shove it in your face and like similar to what price said i didn't like threaten the guy but like i was right away like that's fucked up what you just did was fucked up like and like i was one table away from jacob and i like told him like i told jacob this, but this guy just didn't move was fucked up and um
0: and then i went to his defense
2: yeah You did, but like the way he went, it wasn't like super clear what the way he went about it at the time. The way he went about it was wrong. Like telling your opponent, like, "Hey, you're moving off those objectives in your turn one. You're not going to hold any of them. Do you know that?" Like, yeah, it's fine. It's it's saying, "Oh, I don't. I didn't get it. Like, that's not how those objectives work. That's not how objectives work." Is another thing. But like bookmarking the page was the fucking problem.
1: Yeah.
4: That's yeah, he knew. <laughs> so, like he, I mean, what's funny, though, done what but, he did, gotten away with it, but it was just because he was so prepared to dick you, it was so premeditated. That's ugly. Yeah.
1: That's so what makes it here's, fucked here's, up.
0: An interesting, here's an interesting question, though, because this is super common with Knife to the Heart. And, like, Joe, I, I agree with you, but I've been on the other side of that, where Knife to the Heart says, starting at the beginning of Turn 3, the player that controls both objectives immediately wins the game. And the rules are pretty clear that to control an objective, control is established at the end of each player turn, right? So it's become a convention for people who play in the tournament scene that knife to the heart actually start scoring at the end of two.
5: Right, because effectively now, you can sure. win.
0: Exactly, yeah. right? So so Joe, it's, it's an interesting question because I've had games where I'm playing somebody – and it's, it's, a, it's clear to me that they don't actually understand that this objective scoring at the beginning of turn three is going to end the game. And I've come to the realization that I think it's probably my responsibility at the, before the game starts to say, hey, just so we're clear, if I control both objectives at the end of two, that means that when three starts, I immediately win the game. I think that's a responsibility of any player who's going to go for that end of turn two strategy. But the caveat is that not every TO rules it the same way, right? So I've won games because I hadn't asked a TO. I was banking on the TO ruling it correctly, but I didn't actually talk to my opponent beforehand. And I, at the end of two, I said, hey, we should check this before we start turn three, before anybody moves anything, because I think I'm going to control these objectives. Can we ask a TO? And I think that that's probably, that's probably me being in the wrong, but also at the same time, it's tough because you don't know how every TO is going to rule because it's not entirely 100% explicit.
2: So I, I understand what you're saying, but the problem is is the anticipation of a confrontation right. and instead of when you obviously realize that that might be a problem, yep. you didn't say anything. So yep. you you, and then you prepare, that would be like, it's turn two, I'm going to move that model off that objective. You're like, well, let me just mark it in my book what page that's on. Right. And and that's the problem. Like, noticing that your opponent's making a mistake that he obviously doesn't understand and preparing yourself to shut down the argument about it is more fucked up than just saying, hey, man. Like, he might, if you would have said, like, hey, man, you're not going to control those objectives, I might have still made those moves. Right. Because I'm I, at the time I was kind of newer to AOS, but instead of not saying anything, he let me make the mistake. Prepared himself to to make me feel stupid about the mistake. Right. I mean, I know that might not have been his intent, but that's what he really accomplished.
0: Okay. And so. Then, so in a hypothetical. And then also you're playing. The,
2: then then the afterwards, he was he's been super awkward ever since. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, but that's I not. Went that's to not my one the prizes. I went up to him at other tournaments, so and I was like, "Hey, man! Like, it's water under the bridge," and he was still uh, kind of a fucking asshole about it. So, like, like it is what it is. But like, yeah. it felt like a shitty move. And ever since then, other things that he has done has only kind of like solidified my, my yeah. experience. Totally. Yeah, well, yeah, so I mean, that someone, sounds like practice
4: think? behavior. So you weren't the first, and you won't be the last. Yeah,
5: and I was going to interject, Jacob. I think you are doing it the right way when you talk about knife to the heart at the start of knife to the heart. It's one thing if it's middle game, you're hitting round two, et cetera, et cetera. But I, every time I play knife to the heart have that conversation because it's super important because there's nothing that feels worse than losing knife to the heart because you didn't understand how objective control works in knife to the heart. You have that conversation at the start of the game so that no one is left on that. But I think like there's, you can have, obviously like, regardless of your opinion on winning sportsmanship etc we still want to try to win games right we all in some avenue are competing to win a game but at the same time except for jared (laughs) noman but we're all trying to play a game and at least have some degree of of play there but i think you should always have that conversation right because if you're winning a tournament or you're winning games off of your opponent doesn't know a rule I mean, I guess if it's that important to you, that's cool, and go home and put your trophy on the wall, but it feels like you've really missed the point, right? Like, if, if there's a point of our hobby, it's somewhere way left field of where you've landed at in the process.
0: Counterpoint, Dalton.
3: I was just going to sum it all up. If you can give, like, a brief description on what not to bring to the table for the negative side of things before we move on to the next topic. Jeff, sum it up. To not bring to the table.
4: Yeah, based on your experience, what you saw, sum up, point. Um, okay. For me, is come in with a positive and trusting attitude, um, and you know, just don't try to be civil, even if the guy is negative. You try to maintain your civility and show that trust that is required for this game to ever even be possible price
5: uh, a gun don't bring a gun to the table um, no. um <laughs> you are not from tennessee bud <laughs> i'm from mississippi which makes it even worse no really quick summation yeah. um don't bring kind of the same vein as bodine don't bring a negative attitude right like that's the worst possible thing you can bring to the table uh if you
0: want to have a good time
3: it might as well if you bring an asshole list. don't bring an asshole attitude with it
1: yep
0: I would say, don't bring an expectation of what it looks like to have fun. Fun can look like lots of things with different opponents, but it doesn't have to look the way you define it before the game starts.
2: Joe, I would say, uh, don't don't rely on the uh, outplay your opponent, but don't rely on them. Uh, don't 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 withhold information from them to make yourself to, to to control the win. If you can you can outplay your opponent without um kind of prepping yourself for the gotcha.
4: Doing shady shit. Yeah.
2: Sweet. All right. We'll
3: give a shout out to the next people that are gonna I don't know. Give a shout out on our podcast. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back with the good. We'll finish off with the good. All right kids.
2: Hey, this is Joe Cryer, competitive
0: AOS coach of Titan Wargaming, and you're listening to Party at the Outpoints.
2: Jacob, so glad you're back with these guys. <laughs> hey, you having fun yeah. with these jerks?
0: Yeah. Uh, the worst. I mean, I feel like I mean, you and I are dominating the, the conversation. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the
0: worst. It's like seventy-five percent us.
2: I hate it. I hate everything. About I don't know. Movies. I don't mind it because oh, having
0: so. having a little counterpoint to us being goofballs makes us stand out as the funny ones, you know.
2: Jump in. We are back. Yeah. All right, everybody. What's your favorite porn star? <laughs> yeah. I've All been right, leaning... Lexington Steel from the group. Cool.
0: Nice. Good call. I've been leaning into. There's a Reddit, a subreddit of uh, what's called Plowcam, which is front facing doggy style. So you get just the front view the whole time. Um, that's fucking baller.
2: <laughs> also, gonna, okay. Fun fact. Hang on, I'm going to so, I got to favorite that real quick.
0: Yeah. You really you <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. You really should. Um, so most of my funny sex stories are actually from the same girl who was like fucking crazy, but amazing. Um, we, we were like together for three months. Um, The first story I've told on our show, and I think on Rob's show before, where she was giving me a blowjob and my knee or my, or like her knee or her foot hit my my iPhone, and she literally takes my dick out of her mouth, turns to my iPhone, because she heard like the Siri sound, and goes, call mom, and then goes right back to work, and I almost lost my mind. Luckily, you know, voice recognition in 2012 was really bad. But that was so fucking funny. The other thing, and this was like a mind blower, game changer for me. It was like, we're we're about to get to work. And she's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, literally, it's like, I'm about to, like, enter. And she goes over to her bed. And there's like, so if the bed is facing north-south like this, like, like headboard, footboard and like the front of the room or like the entry of the room is over here she goes and like grabs there's like a mirror next to her bed which is like very clearly what she uses to get ready and she pulls one side and it's on a hinge and she turns it so we can both make eye contact and like watch the whole thing as it happens and it was the biggest like holy god you were fucking ready for this moment I never, improv- I right there yeah they, she they
5: was, look so distinctly uncomfortable right now it's my favorite thing i've seen in oh i'm i'm
0: fully <laughs> leaning into that um <laughs> but like that was the like when you say that was a professional like she's the crazy one that got away like we've all had a crazy one who was like way too crazy to be healthy but also still yeah. is the one that got away
2: i had one that i would just be like get to sucking and she would <laughs>
5: <laughs> but, uh, I really hope somebody sound bites just that. Get this sucking, because the the amount of fun I can have with just that soundboard. Your
3: producer is will probably take advantage of that. Uh, uh, my favorite porn star would be uh, Mariah Mills, but only because I've never had sex with black. Do girl. you
0: mean Mariah Mills? Yes. The one, the one who was like specifically named by Drake as one of the greats. Yes. I I know the body of work you're talking about. And I've always had an interest in being with a like a girl that's bigger that like outweighs and outheights me, but she still terrifies me.
3: Um, I've never had mine... sex with a black girl before, so that's probably leading a lot into that.
2: Mine's a Bella Anderson.
0: It always has been. It always will be.
2: So perfect.
0: Her nose is big <laughs> enough too.
2: Oh, oh right into the next oh, subject of the. Uh, hold
0: on, Prince. Hold on. What, hold on. What? No, no, we've gotten everybody but but Princess. Uh, who is mine?
5: Um, I'm gonna go with a classic, Gianna Michaels. There, so nothing. Nothing that's like gonna change anybody's worldview or anything like that. But you know, we'll go with the 17 year old Price's uh, favorite.
0: Oh, okay, 17 year old Price. That makes me. Just as uncomfortable, but at least I'm not breaking the law. That's fair. I
3: thought you were uh, like Brandy Love or something?
0: Or? I'm, I'm a fan, dude. I'm, I'm a big fan.
3: Brandy uh,
0: Love? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Brandy Love. She the, Classic. She, oh, hell, yeah. Actually, okay, this is going to sound weird, but, like, bear with me for a second. My, like, probably if you, if you chronicled my uh, Pornhub <laughs> searches... For the last like two or three years, actually, stepsister,
3: stepsister, stepsister.
0: No, no, no. Like, (laughs) funny enough, it's actually a male talent because he like consistently is getting the girls off big time. So it's Peter North. No, uh, Owen Gray
3: actually.
2: Really, I was always going to be like uh, Johnny Sins. Uh, No, 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 no.
3: Ed Phillips. I say Peter North. He's Canadian.
0: Is he now? That yeah. makes sense with the north. I get it. And he has a
3: huge—he <laughs> has a huge load.
0: I mean, I'm sure they all do. Um, but no, no seriously, like, look, up, like look up ejaculation
3: mass.
2: Look up, look up Owen
0: Gray. Like it's, it's quality Gallants. stuff. Um, what's funny is uh, back to your point, Joe. Um, one of my coworkers and I, and like this is from the company that I recently got let go from for COVID. I'm not convinced it was actually COVID related. But anyway, um, is it your social would, mannerisms? big time we would send memes in the like work group chat like whenever someone posted something about like like respect our troops or something we would post a picture of johnny sins from the porns where he's like in in uniform and be like retweet this if you're not afraid to love america
3: (laughs) it was so
1: fucking funny Uh, man
3: okay so jeff tell us about the good times you've seen in tournaments and what your opponents have brought to the table that impressed you and, like, wanted to give you your vote?
2: Oh, man. Is it all going to be cocaine?
3: <laughs> Not Joe. Not Joe.
1: <laughs> Joe.
4: Joe. Stay away. Go back to Boston. Jeff, your turn. Wow. Um, let's see. Probably just because of recency bias. Uh, first of all, I generally have good games. Um, so there's a lot to pick from. But one of them just always seems to float up to the top of my head. Uh, and it was, was also LVO um 40k and yeah it was 40k again recency bias and volume i've played a hell of a lot of 40k um i was playing a guy and he had it was once again you know remember my list is something that's a little bit of a surprise for people at this point and he was playing a uh tier and gsc combo and he was in a really good position Uh, This was round four, I believe, so um, he – we had just a great, really open, understanding game. There was no bullshit, Um, and, you know, he's a top-level competitor, and there was not an ounce of salt on this dude, and – Or fat. Or fat. He was extremely fit, Um, and, you know, I'm sure he would have an easy time of intimidating people if he really wanted to go that route. But um, I don't know if he ever does, but man, he was, you know, we just had probably one of the greatest games and you want to talk about a guy who had grace. That dude was dignity and grace manifest good for him. Cause like I I, I ended up winning that game and it it came as a bit of a surprise again. Um, But the difference was light and day, you know, light, light, like night and day between, the, the, the previous example, this guy, I mean, like we had a great game from beginning to end and there was lots of laughter and just like, you know, good camaraderie. It was a good experience and um, the guy was just stellar and I would love to play him again. And like, he's one of those dudes. that's like clearly top level. And when I went in, I looked at this guy and I looked at his list and I was like, man, I think this guy's about to take me to school. And, um, he was just a class act and it was, that one was one that made me feel good to be a part of the hobby because like, not only, I mean, obviously I was happy because things went well for me, but, um, I played somebody who, you know, is widely respected. He showed a lot of class. He wasn't, you know, like he was obviously very curious about everything and, you know, but like he wasn't bitter. And I expected, you know, like, it, like with that, it became clear that people were probably going to or could react poorly. Uh, and he did not. And he was a class act. And everything that I talked about earlier about showing trust and just being honest and just, you know, being a good dude was enacted there. And that was one of the best fucking games I've ever played. And it wouldn't have mattered if I had lost because I looked – because that's the thing. We beat the shit out of each other. And it looked like it could have been either way. And it was a close game. It was like a two-point game. And I don't even give a damn if I had lost that game because it was such a good, healthy match. It was like, okay, this is a good – you know, this is a good hobby. This is fun. This is the kind of people that are there to be had. And that last guy don't matter. This dude does. So, What
1: was
0: his
4: name? Uh, his name was Cooper. Oh, uh, yeah, Coop. Yes. Canadian. It's Canadian i don't i don't know i don't know what country he was from but um, he was was just a he was a classy dude i i don't don't want to give his last name in case he doesn't want to be talked about but juice (laughs) (laughs) but uh, no i mean he was a he was just a super he was a a very talented player first of all because he ended up going five and one so i mean you know he knows how to win but he and you know and what happened obviously derailed his objectives uh, but he did not like. He wasn't an asshole at all. He he took it like a man, you know. And just we just morning, had a good yep. game. Big part. Tell my wife.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you go to the LVO, <laughs> like
3: on the pub crawl on Saturday nights, he's the one, He's the one that hosts the pub crawl on Saturday. I went. Nights. I went. Yeah, we snuck away from you when we went to the strip joint.
1: <laughs> uh, I oh, y'all talking dude? about buying
4: getting, couches? I was getting tired, man. I was getting tired.
2: We <laughs> got crazy. You're talking to a man that's yeah. dropped 2200 Australian dollars in one night. One of those.
0: You're talking to a man who literally lost more money on one night in Vegas. Not spent more money, but lost more money out of his goddamn wallet than you make in a week.
3: Physically, my best lost. friend on my bachelor party spent three grand in one hour at a strip joint at noon. Holy fuck! Fuck,
2: my kind noon. of guy.
3: God, I yeah, we gotta,
4: we gotta. I, I wish we I knew did.
0: you guys when we were going to tournaments together. <laughs>
4: man, I tell you, what, I meet thought up. I spent we'll meet the money in a strip once, but no, I haven't. I'll That's hug enough. you and
2: not let go. You're on a podcast right now with a man who slushed on Bourbon Street after vomiting on a
1: holy
4: fucker.
2: Who's <laughs> and, and lost his shoes
0: <laughs> and his fly unzipped?
4: Did somebody throw a you a dollar?
1: <laughs>
3: You're on a podcast yeah, they, with a guy that just had a sock on his cock in front of 500 people. Right
5: now. Dayton's literally yeah, exactly first, this, first, this first, minute. First <laughs> at this moment. Bryce, uh, so what's up, good buddy? Good times. Let me tell um, you. Uh good times at tournaments. Uh I've had a lot of them. I have a yeah, lot of playing fun playing Joe
2: Pagano this- we got by <laughs> All right, let's keep going. <laughs> play, play, play <laughs> next. next
5: Toys older game. Uh actually uh I I will uh the Red
3: Sox hat. it was amazing. <laughs>
5: I will in all honesty say both the games that I played against Joe and Jacob were a lot of fun. It uh, was a joke. The one I'm actually going <laughs> to shout out here is my game against Vince and at uh, NASHCON uh, round four this year. Uh, Vince was playing Slaanesh. I was playing Slanesh. It's probably just the best game I've ever played a Warhammer. Vince is a great guy. Uh, but also there's just no – everything was smooth. We just moved. We did what we needed to do. Uh, there was a lot of banter. And we got to a point where it was very clear Vince was going to win the game. Uh, he was graceful in the process. Um, we played out enough of the game for me to get my hidden agenda uh, because that was obviously still on the table at that point in time. Uh, in Collusion. Uh, it was. 100. Was no, actually, uh, it was me trying to get a character killed um, that he didn't know about. But, you know, we continued to play even with the understanding that he was probably going to wrap it up. But Vince was a class act and a lot of fun. And I think if I were to sum up really briefly what you should bring to the table, if you want to have a great game, uh, just understand that your opponent's also a human being that's there to have fun. Right. And I think that's a really big key is acknowledging that the guy across from you also wants to enjoy this game or win, lose, or draw, you know, they still want to have a good time.
2: Yeah. I'm glad you're saying that not just because he's the BTK killer.
1: (laughs) Okay. Jared (laughs) (laughs) Nelman.
5: But, yeah, I I think Vince was probably one of my favorite games I've ever played. And, again, it was just because Vince, you know, he brought to the table uh, an understanding that win, lose, or draw, we were both supposed to have a good time. Also, uh, Vince has an abnormally large collection of ruling uh, measuring devices uh, to a point where I Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, He probably is packing just, like, actual steel, but
0: that's a different story. Do um, you think you I, just I the abnormal number of measuring devices to measure the distance from someone's mouth to his anus? <laughs> <laughs> I,
5: I think that got kind of blown up on Twitter uh, as being a little disrespectful, if I remember correctly. But, uh,
2: you know. <laughs> oh, Vince's wife didn't. Find it of funny when I made that joke, but no. everyone else did.
3: Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's on. the let's, only let's, reason let's why not, he wins trophies.
0: Let's not <laughs> pretend she listens to this show. That,
1: yeah, yeah. he definitely she doesn't listen to, to this show. He does
3: not so. listen. Let's to not
0: us. pretend anybody <laughs> listens to this show. That's correct. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough.
5: I just, I, what I do is I log into a VPN and listen to it from different countries over and over and over again. So you're like the, the Swedish <laughs> listener. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that's definitely my favorite game and, and why that was a really good game. So uh, Dalton or Dayton or whatever the hell we've decided your name is at this point in the evening.
3: Prince, do and pretend like you don't. Yeah, understand. Daytona.
5: Tell
4: us about your best game. Yeah. Don't disrespect Danton.
3: <laughs> uh, it's got to go back to 40K unfortunately. I've had a a lot of really good games in Age of Sigmar so far, but probably one of my best tournaments games is from uh, John Lennon. Not last year's LBO, but the year before. For sure he's dead. John Lennon? (laughs) He's this, and he dominates the 40K scene. Uh, And he's from Florida. Anyways, uh, I played really well in a tournament LBO, and I got to play against him because he lost one game. And this is like a top tier player. This is the guys that if you put fancy on, he's the name to put on for. We showed up. I've never met him before. We shook hands. We had a really good time. He's like he was quick voiced. Like he wanted to get to the objectives of the game and he wanted to play the game in an efficient manner. But his personality was super friendly and it was on point. And everything that he did was just, you understood where he was coming from. He explained everything he was doing beforehand. And even things that he took advantage on you, he was like, those guys are outside three inches, right? I'm like, yeah, they're outside three inches. Okay, I'm going to jump on that. Yeah, 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 totally. I made a mistake. Like, he announced everything leading up to that point. Like, he talked you through it in a way that justified what he was going to do. But he did it in such a fast way. Like our game was played in probably about an hour and a half. And he won my ass because of the mistakes I made. But it was a really good game. And he. Once he knew he had the game in hat. Then he backed off. And it's not collusion. But he started to play. I don't know. In the in the sense that he was giving you points.
2: Because like he kept you in the game, so it wasn't like you just got yeah, trashed, right?
3: Exactly, right? He was like, okay, I'm going to charge my one guy against your three tanks that have auto-hit flamers. I'm like, why do you want to do that? He's like, no, I'm, I'm doing it. Start rolling your attacks. Because he knew he won the game. Would you,
0: would you equate that to somebody who is like definitely won a game of Age of Sigmar, but lets your opponent charge an epitome of flanesh? with the sort of judgment into my vermin Lord. I mean, a vermin Lord, um, oh my warp God. Seer with like, you're,
3: you're speaking gibberish. right now. Check
0: Sorry. Let me, let me say this in, in, in terms you would understand. Is that like somebody letting I you try- a
3: dick in my mouth?
0: What? I just love that. You have mooses kissing as your background. Moose, meese, moosen, meeses. moosen, two of them are meeses. Meese, meese. Meese. Uh, so it sounds like to me you're describing a situation where your opponent gives you uh, a juicy target for no reason other than to make them feel like they're engaged in the game, even though they've already lost round three of ATC against right. your
3: Right. So let's. As let's... I
0: recall, that uh, that happened pretty early in our game. I definitely was losing that
5: game, uh, but if I remember the situation correctly, I was observing. I wasn't involved. Somebody really thought that Vermin Lord wasn't able to be killed. Uh, and also
0: didn't use his ability to retreat as his activation to keep him alive.
5: The activation that I got to go first on, cause I was playing so and you had to fight
0: last.
2: We're talking about you guys.
0: Yeah. No, I, I gave, I gave Prince some, some, some juicy targets because I had the game in hand. Cause he was afraid to throw his keeper in. He was afraid of my plague monks really early. And as soon as he deployed poorly, I knew he was never going to come back on points. <laughs> Sorry, does that price, does that change who you want to talk about as your worst game ever? <laughs> <laughs> no, not by a long shot.
3: Anywho, so we had a super tight game. He advanced it forward by his talking method. And it the game was undecided until turn two when I made a mistake, and then he announced the mistake I made and then jumped on it. And then it turned into a casual game for him and I. Because I knew I couldn't pull it back. But in the same sense, like everything that was done, it wasn't a gotcha. Like it was announced. Like, at this is what you did. Are you sure you did this? Okay, this is what I'm going to do. And this is like a top tier player. And he damn near could have won LBL this year. But it's that kind of attitude that you just when when you start getting close to the sun and it burns you, and it puts you back, but you still want to jump back into those games because you had such a good experience. I feel like that's the kind of people you want winning the games. Because here's a guy that's never really gotten to the top very often, but he got you know, he, he got a taste of it, and that's what he gave you.
0: Oh. Sounds like a good time.
3: Yeah. I mean, was, If, if we name? met an alley, it was good. Uh, John Lennon.
0: Like the guy who died from the, the Rolling Stones?
3: Uh, <laughs> yes, be the not Rolling Stones from the, the Rolling Beatles.
4: Stones. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Sorry, I'm would... from the Ramones.
3: Seriously, <laughs> Joe, 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 Joe. Oh my Serious God. question. Oh my God, why? Would you rather be the Beatles or the Rolling Stones? <laughs> Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, same. All right. Good. All right. Joe. some modern track with rock and roll.
3: Joe,
5: Joe.
0: talk to us about your, your best game of Warhammer.
3: Thanks, Jacob, for hosting this podcast. Jacob, yes, glad to have you guys
2: on. <laughs>
3: yeah, very, I don't know
1: where I am right
2: time Thinking about my best game of Warhammer. And uh there's just there are a ton of good games, but uh my best game ever was against a guy I've been friends with for years and like just love this dude to death. And uh um you guys all might know him. His name's Tony Pacheco, he's the creator of War Scroll. <laughs> 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 I uh I played my first ever tournament game of Warhammer 8th Edition with Tony. And uh, he was the reason why I met Jacob and all the guys in the Bay Area. So, um, you yeah, know, Tony's just a stand-up dude. But my recent games that were really good and stand out in my memory is Jordan Duncan. He's a Canadian. Hey. He seems to be a, a bit of a, 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 a trope going on there. Um, but Jordan Duncan, I played at the boys. He was the one... Uh, person to beat me at the boys uh and he's just a fucking great dude he's handsome he's tall he's got a great smile um i don't remember our game but i just remember being lost in his eyes i did tell you Um, but uh for aos games like most of them are really good so it's hard and like the ones that are bad stand out super starkly because you're like holy shit this is fucking awful my last two games are good games right and like you know Price drowns me, but I had a great time playing him. And then, like, like, yeah, I did complain to Jacob about like how I felt about Sunesh. But there was never a bad thing said about Price. Like, and and that's the great thing about AOS right now is like, you could have a bad time against the list, but have a good time against the person.
1: You
0: said you wanted him to go back to the Lollipop Guild and go fuck a horse.
1: <laughs> if you went back it's to the Lollipop very Guild, explicit.
0: it'd be really hard to fuck a horse.
2: You need a couple boxes. Yeah. Both Maybe Chris he's in the horses, he's dude. He's a ho- Maybe Price is a horse girl. With a last name like Vandenberg. You know, he grew up with a lot of horses. <laughs> and his eighty thousand acre property. Um, but I mean, on the overall, like I would say, like when I was playing Warhammer Fantasy battles, seventy five percent of the games are good, and twenty five percent bad. For AOS, it's like. of the games are bad are good and 15% are bad and then you know I mean like so like I'm always having a good time um Sam Gould is a name that sticks out for me as a really good game and a good dude to play and you Um, beat him right yeah I did beat Sam uh and then that's how I became the Adepticon champion of the United States um Mm -hmm. There's just so many great guys in AOS, so it's it's hard to say. It's that it sucks. I think the main reason why the, the bad games stand out so much is because they're in this – they're like the shadow and the light that's so bright of the good games. Um, worst game of Kings of War I ever played, I switched to armies with the guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did he make I you dance during deployment?
2: No, that was, I actually played the same guy in of Fantasy Battles, and he did that. What was your worst game of bolt action? Every oh, game of yeah. bolt action. Oh my god. No, I played this guy at Nashcon, I was playing Finns, and he was a fucking asshole. And uh, the scenario rolled up and uh, there was this bocage down the whole right side of the board, and it was like the breakthrough scenario where he had to get units off my board edge. And uh, I'm pinning
0: your video. Uh...
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm up. No no, right scoot about.
0: back to the other side. <laughs>
2: Go
3: you, Joe. Both so he was playing,
2: he was playing fins, and there was this piece of bulkage down the whole right side of the board. And I was like, "Hey, the rules pack says this is light." And he's like, "No, if you can't see my models, it, you can't shoot at them." So I could, had to deploy across the whole board edge, and then as he started to deploy everything on the side of the board, bulkage, I had to like move my whole army across. And um, my wife came to that game. So like she showed up in the tournament with Jacob's wife. And was like, hey, what's going on? And I was like, hey, bud, this is my wife. And he was just like a dick about it. And like, uh, I was like, dude, your army, his army didn't look super nice, but I complimented it. And he's like, yeah, I just paid for it. And like, he was just kind of a, a super, like, that's like the worst part about playing the game is when you play somebody who's like not interacting with you. Yeah, in he's any socially sort of way.
3: Awesome.
2: Like, yeah. I'm like, hey, man, I'm just trying to be friendly. Like at this tournament, like, I already lost the game, so you already lost the game. Neither of us are going to win, so why do you care? And, uh, like, I feel like if it was round three or if it was, like, end of the tournament and you're both undefeated, like, it's okay to play a drier game. But to, to put your opponent in a situation where, like, neither are you going to win. You should just try and have fun at this point. But uh, he was a dick.
3: So basically, you don't play bolt action.
2: All right, yeah. Jacob, what do you got?
0: Yeah, so when I think about the the best games of AOS I've played, it, I mean, it goes back to what I said about the worst games I've played also. It's times where people made expectations super clear. It's times where people made it super clear what they were looking for to have fun and just pursued that. So I'm going to give a couple examples. It's sort of a cop-out because I'm not giving my best game, but I'm talking about the things that made these games fun. Uh, the first one was at Adepticon. I played a guy named Anthony Lawrence. He used to play... Uh, 40k but he was playing Daughters of Cain and I was playing Stormcast and he was absolutely molly whopping me but everything he did was super clear he always asked if I agreed he always told me what he was expecting and when I was clear with him back on what we were expecting or what what we understood intention to be just like Prince was saying um, it made for a really clear (laughs) game and then once the game was out of you know remotely out of my ability to come back, which I think was the end of his turn one. Uh, Like, we still had a really good time. Uh, Another game I had that was similar to that, but sort of on the flip side, I played a guy named um, Mark Mitzman, who's, uh, you know, commonly known as Mitzi from the the Jitsi and Mimbo show. Um, He was there to smash it together and have fun. It was an old Iron Jaws. I was playing a pretty tooled up Stormcast list, and we... We basically just like smashed it together in the middle and oh God, it was so much fun. Like he, every time I killed one of his models, he like addressed it by name. was like, listen, Jennifer, you did a great job, but you know, your time's come <laughs> talking to these like enormous orc brutes. He knew what he was looking for to have a good time and he committed to it and it helped me get on the same page as him. And when I felt like he was having fun, that made me have more fun. The last game I'll talk about is sort of a combination of those two things. I was playing as a good friend of mine, David Griffin, in a tournament. He's a good tournament player, and I think we were both 3-0 or maybe even 3-1 at that point in the tournament. And from the onset of the game, it looked like I was going to come out ahead. I was ahead early, and it looked like I was going to just keep scoring. And so we were getting drunk. We were having fun. We weren't really sweating the details, but we were on the same page about it. And then he realized – Holy shit, we're in the realm of light. And he cast Banishment on my scoring unit and sent them to the opposite side of the fucking table. And just like that, the objective of the game changed. It was no longer like, oh, we're going to have a good time, shits and giggles. We're fucking playing to win. And every move got super tight, but we were on the same page about it. And like people talk, like our friends have said, like, you know, we're watching that game. You guys went from like loud, jovial, having fun to every move takes five minutes and you're measuring everything super intensely. And as as much as, like, a, a downer that can be for someone who's really focused on, like, what, what whatever, like, let's get drunk and have fun, it was still really fun to have a tight game and to give it our fucking all. And yeah. the reason that was still fun is because we had the same expectation. We were on the same page about turning this into a really clear – oh, I couldn't hear – like, I couldn't hear any of that, Dayton. You just cracked a beer and we couldn't hear a second of it. That makes me sad.
4: Bullshit.
0: Um. But, like, just being on the same page as people and making it clear to your opponent, here's what I expect, here's what having fun looks like to me in this setting, and just committing to it and going, going at it is, is what makes a game good to me.
3: At Ten oh eight. Jacob actually mentioned my name properly.
0: Fuck. Hey, can we just delete this and re-record tomorrow night?
3: You got, like, four hours to do the podcast? please
0: (laughs) i'm game yeah i'll get drunk
1: and
0: we We are are back (laughs) welcome to the show ladies and gentlemen i'm joined by i'm not gonna finish that bit but that was Jeff.
3: jeff yo to sum it up what was the best thing about your opponent what they brought to the table very simple form
4: uh just great sportsmanship um having a lot of dignity, showing some class. Um, you you show humility in victory and defeat. Uh, and that makes for a great game. If you treat people well, you're going to get it in return. So that's what I, I like. Um, and also, I'm actually in agreement big time um, with our last speaker. Uh,
3: His name is Jacob.
4: Having... Uh, a really high intensity cerebral game is really invigorating for me, and I'm, I'm, Price will Price could speak to this, but uh, to me, those are the best. And when you have like a really high intensity game where both players are dialed in, and it's a really great close match, there's nothing better. Like those, when you know, if no matter what happens, it just feels like wow, what a struggle, and it was just in like a, in a positive way. Um, I really love this kind of game, so I'm with him on that. But uh, you know, just sh- you know, showing some dignity when you're playing the game, and treat people with respect, and show some trust. Uh, and that that's how I like to play. I like to be very transparent. So show trust. Bryce.
5: Yeah, uh, bring uh, an attitude of mutual respect for you and your opponent, so you can both have a really good time.
3: Myself, uh, being a, even a top player that can win a whole event, always make sure you show decency, explain everything that's going on, and be super friendly. I mean, that's that, that's just straight up. Even when you start meeting up against people that never played the game or never usually get to that spot, you show them a good time. And it's not about necessarily winning, because you can handle that with your skills alone but make sure you bring the personality up front that, you know, just makes you have a good time at the table.
2: Joe. (laughs) Uh, uh, What's the best thing an opponent can bring to the table? I'm going to say narcotics. (laughs) No, um, just, just make sure, just make sure you're having a good time. Uh, No one wants to spend time with you if you're being a cunt. Agreed. Fact. Jacob?
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Now that you're not being plowed? (laughs) Look, I'm always being plowed. And that's – the thing is, I didn't say whether I won or lost those games that were my favorite ones. So, uh, bully for you for assuming. Um, Clear expectations and committing to what means fun for you and just being upfront about it.
1: Awesome, cool, sweet. <laughs> All
3: right, uh, hey Joe, swing on to uh, Game of Thrones, or sorry, not Game of Thrones, uh, Lord of the Rings, board game. Why would I want to play that?
2: The tabletop game? Yeah, it's very different from uh, your typical GW games. It involves a really interesting activation system. The points are super balanced. The game is extremely balanced. Um. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's probably unbalanced about it is character mounts. Um, the game plays pretty well. Uh, it, it moves cinematically. It has really cool uh, assistance functions, where like if it's like three models that are backing each other or fighting one model, um, and the way like a lot of the other actions work are really interesting. So like uh, fighting, using magic, shit like that, it's pretty cool. Um, the model count's generally low. It's played at like 500 to 800 points for a tournament, which is like around 40 or 50 models max. Um, the big characters are cool. It's super relatable because it has the movies and the books. And the only thing I don't really like about it is this I'm not into the scale.
1: Hmm. So, so,
3: seriously, we're going to play a TTS game of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, if you want to play, I'm up for it. I'm totally down with that. We'll have some beers mm-hmm. and we'll play some games. Uh, <laughs> Jacob. Yo, what you got going on, man?
0: Uh, I tune in Thursday nights at eight p.m. for I'm sorry, eight p.m. East uh, Central, which is nine p.m. Eastern or seven p.m. Mountain or ten p.m. Uh, Prince Alberts Island. Um, for mm. Soulbound and Down, it's our tabletop role playing game online with Sla Nice, Tomb King Tristan, Joe, myself, and Dan Unsupervised from the Honest Wargamer chat.
2: Yeah, it's on the Honest Wargamer Twitch, so uh, everyone's playing, we're playing a pretty interesting campaign so far. I'm really enjoying it.
0: It's been good. And also, uh, check out Plowcam on Reddit.
2: Jeff?
4: What's up, man?
3: Man, either a sign-off or a shout-out or whatever you want, man.
4: (sighs) Well, I think it's about time to sign this bad boy off. Uh, So this is one of your lovely co-hosts here, Jeff Bodine, saying adios, amigos. Bryce?
0: Chef Boyardine. (laughs) If you stuck with us this long,
5: we really fucking appreciate it, or else you're real bored. Uh, Have a good evening.
2: Alright, uh, this has been Rage of Sigmar. You can reach us in a number of ways. Uh, if you want to get a Jacob, you can find him on Twitter <laughs> at, at Big Jickles. if you want to reach Joe, you can find him at him H-Y-M-N, of serpents. Uh, if you want to reach the party at the all points, guys, just Google it because I don't know their they're yeah. ads. Yeah. Um, we don't have and, a nothing. We got nothing uh,
3: established.
2: Uh, catch us at a tournament in
3: 2023. <laughs> <laughs> there
0: you go. Bye, Sign guys. Off. Fuck you, buddy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> fuck you, buddy. But <laughs> <laughs> right. reality, yeah.
3: thanks for listening to this episode. It's super long. And when this is all done, we're going to get a retirement home. We're all going to stay in it. We're all going to play video games. We're going to play board games. Sweet. I'm serious. We are going to get in retirement home. We're going to consolidate all the good players, and that's where we're going to be for the rest it's of the
2: be, It's going to be Rage of Sigmar, Party of the All Points forever. It's going to be 100 years of Rage of Sigmar, Party <laughs> of the All Points. 100 years, points. Rage of Sigmar. Forever. Here we go. 100, <laughs> 100, all 100 more years. Of 100 years. At least eight more seasons as Rage of Sigmar, Rage of Sigmar and the Party of the All Points. Party of the All Points and Rage of Sigmar forever. It's a freaking great time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, my retirement plays a shotgun. You guys have a good time. Oh my god! <laughs> Thanks for
1: listening.
3: Thanks it's for sticking
1: to the end. Thanks for going s- to, go to bed. I'm, I'm get so to fucking the end. tired. So, All right, guys. going to
0: go watch more porn? Nah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely in
5: the direction of
0: it. How I'm, how do definitely, I log I'm definitely long out of a
2: conversation on Zoom.
0: I'm definitely <laughs> just honestly. screenshotting Dayton's background.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>